Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for Conversations and Support for Targeted Individuals. Today is Sunday, September 3rd, 2017, and I am your host, Renata. It's warm. It's warm here in Northern California. I can't do it. (laughs) I don't do heat well. I think it's upper 80s. It's not even noon, but that's, that's not warm for some of you people who come from warmer climates. Um, but it's warm for us if it's 80-something already. Yesterday it got past 100, which was absolutely miserable. Um, and the days prior to yesterday was much about the same. Even at night it's been like probably upper 90s, 100. No air blowing, just hot, just hot. And it's not easy for me to deal with heat. So we're trying to get through it. And uh, it's hot in most of the U.S. um, states and cities right now. So if you are in a hot climate area, please stay cool. Stay up under the air conditioner if you have air. I don't have air. I have to rely on fans. Stay indoors if you can. Um, And stay hydrated. That's most important. Stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water. When we're hot like this, our bodies are not looking for sugary drinks, not looking for soda and Kool-Aid and juice. Our body really, really, really wants to be hydrated with water. That's really the only thing that's going to cool us off because the sugar is going to um, make you sweat even more. So drink a lot of water, you guys. Drink a lot of water so that you can stay cool. Stay in the shade if you can. Okay, if you have a scripture or you'd like to open us up in prayer, start eight. Hello, would you like to read the scripture or open us up in prayer? Yes, um, I'd like to start us off here. Um, okay, are you going to do a scripture or a prayer? Yeah, I'm just organizing. I just came in. Um, okay, dear Lord, I kneel down before you at this moment. Please enlighten what is dark in me, strengthen what is weak in me, mend what is broken in me, heal what is sick in me, and, re- and revive whatever peace and love that died in me. Yes, I know this prayer through our family and friends and uh, to everyone, people people that hate me even. I want them to uh, hear the word and uh, and embrace the word. That's it. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, I'll put you back on hold. Thank you for that prayer, Jerome. Thank you. Amen. All right, let me uh, find a scripture. Well, not find one because I have one. I just have to get to the right place on my screen. Okay, this is from Proverbs uh, 4 and 7. Proverbs Proverbs is our wisdom book. If you're looking for wisdom, read the book of Proverbs. It gives you lots of wisdom. 
Um, so this scripture four and seven says, "Wisdom is the principal thing; therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding." Okay, so wisdom being the principal thing, this scripture is telling us is very, very, very important that we have wisdom to get through this walk here on earth. We need wisdom. Wisdom um, lets us know what is true. It is that discernment that lets us know what is right. And when we put that together with judgment, we get discernment and we get insight from wisdom. Okay? Um, And that's why a lot of older people are wise, because they've been through a lot of things, been through a lot of things. If If you know anyone that's wise, talk to that person. You get a whole lot of insight. They 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 know things. They see things. Just they they just know things intuitively, because of everything that they've been through. And with everything we're going through, we're going we're we're gaining wisdom. Believe it or not, we are gaining wisdom with this experience that we're going through. So wisdom um, gives us really good judgment. Okay, and then the end of this scripture says, "With all thy getting, get understanding." understanding is also going to help us with discernment. It's also going to um, enlighten us because we understand. As persecuted people going through the experience that we're going through, we have a certain enlightenment that others don't have because we are walking a certain walk that most people are not walking. And it is enlightening us. It is bringing us into truth. This whole targeted thing is bringing us into truth, is bringing us into um, understanding, is bringing us into the light. It really is. We know so many things now that we didn't know before, and I think I can speak for all of us on that, and that's because we started to do the research. And by doing the research, we're starting to understand. We're starting to see things uh, for what they really are. And not only research, it's not only the research that is showing us this, but it is our experience that we're going through. We're starting to see who's who, what's what, what's really going on in this world, who's behind it. We have an understanding that we did not have, a superior understanding. And that understanding is giving us power of discernment. Discernment is so important to get to have that insight. Okay. Also, um, by going through all of this, we're we're having we're learning um, to deal with and to handle things that we didn't know how to deal with or handle at one time. We're learning how to go around. We're learning what the workaround is. We're learning how to how to do what we need to do with less than. Now we're saying, don't take all that. Don't even take all that money. It didn't take all those people in our lives for us to survive. So we're we're getting a lot out of this experience. We just don't, most of us, don't think that we are because it seems like it's an experience that's, that's full of negativity, which it is. I'm not saying it's not. But out of all that negativity, some good is coming. We're getting certain strengths that we never had before, okay? We're learning. Uh, we should be seeking wisdom with any um, on any given subject matter. 
okay? It will help us to find out the truth about what's going on and to figure out the legitimacy of things, okay? So read the scripture when you get a moment. It is Proverbs 4 and 7. And just read the whole book of Proverbs if you can because it, it has a lot of wisdom, lots of, lots of wisdom in that book. All right, I cannot decide on a question of the day today, so there are three. (laughs) Take your pick. So first, let me find this quote, because I've been trying to do a quote. Okay, so here's a quote. You can even speak on this if you like. Um, In the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity, and that's a That's a quote from Albert Einstein, okay? In the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. I believe that. I don't know if you believe that. You can speak on that if you like, but I believe that there's opportunity in every situation, opportunity all around us, and that we should take those opportunities as growth opportunities, um, opportunities for self-discovery, for growth, uh, opportunities to work on your dreams, to do unfinished projects, to Spread your wings a little bit uh, to grow spiritually, to figure out your purpose. There's opportunities in everything, good and bad. It all works together, the Bible says. Okay, um, Hart, who comes to this call, she sent me one of the most enlightening uh, YouTube videos that I have heard in a long time. It really helped me to understand a lot especially with all this stuff and these so-called terrorist activities and mass shootings and all this stuff that's happening in the world. She sent me a video of a guy who really, I thought, broke it down very well, and he he um, gives you information on how you can uh, figure out if something you hear in the news uh, one of these mass killings or terrorist activities or whatever, if they're false flag. And I thought that he gave some very practical information. So I want to share that video. I hope that my device is loud enough for, for everybody to hear. It's kind of long, but I think you guys will get a lot, lot, lot out of it. Um, and maybe you can take notes and we can discuss it. So I'll play that in a moment, okay? So the question of the day, I, I, I mentioned the video before the question of the day because that's one of the questions, um, is do we really have false flags in this country? For some of this stuff that we have heard about in the news, where, do you feel that they were false flags? I guess there's really no way of proving it. But what, what do you think? False, a false flag is basically a psyop. Um to make us think that one person or group is behind something, but it's really not that person or people or group who you think it may be. A lot of times it points back to government. Um, But are things really the way they appear? Um, Events like world-changing events, I might add, like Sandy Hook and um, 9-11, of course, which is coming up soon, Uh, the Boston Marathon, the London Bridge, the – Ariana Grande concert where all those people were killed. Um, I think it was something that happened in a cafeteria over in London or something. All those type of things. Are those things real? Because it it sort of confuses me, to be honest, because every time a, a big event like that happens, the next day the conspiracy 
the conspiracy theorists just fly off the handle. <laughs> and there's always you know, something that comes out that says this was a hoax, people didn't really die, these were crisis actors and all this. So I just got to thinking about everything that's happening over in uh, Texas. And, I mean, I, I pray that that was not the act of heart. I'm sure you guys have heard of heart, which is a weather manipulation, um, I guess, machine that supposedly can manipulate the weather. And I did do a little research on that, and it did say that the heart machine does exist, but it's been shut down and not in use, and, and it's used to combat um, enemies in war if they need to cause some kind of torrential rain or whatever, whatever, okay? But it supposedly is not used like we would think it would be used in some of these um, serious situations that actually harm um, civilians. So I, it just made me think, you know, and then they said, like, I remember when New Orleans, when the, uh, everything that happened over in New Orleans, uh, when the levees broke, they were saying that the levees really exploded, that they really did not break the way that, that we heard on the news, but that someone blew those levees up, and that's how that happened, and that was a whole um, thing to get the people to move out of certain areas so that they could move certain people in. All this stuff, it just made me just wonder and hope to God that this stuff is not orchestrated. So that's one of the questions. Do you believe in false flags? Uh, do they really happen in, in the U.S. or whatever country you may be in? Um, and, again, we'll listen to this video, and you guys will get a lot out of it. If you really listen and have an open mind, you'll get a lot out of what this guy is saying. Um, so that was one question. Um, the other question, and these are just questions that came across my mind, so you can answer them or not, um, is do, do you know anyone who, who lived in Texas who may be a victim of uh, the recent floods? And, and if you do, um, how are they doing? Hopefully they're doing okay. Hopefully they did not lose, uh, first of all, lose their life or their family members or their pets' lives. Um, but also hopefully they didn't lose their homes and, you know, all of the worldly possessions that unfortunately we need. Um, just how are they doing, if you happen to know anyone? Um, there was something else I wanted to say with that. I want to come back to me. Oh, it made me think about when I was um, reading some of the stuff about the hurricane victims in Texas, it it uh, I actually was reading an article about how a lot of the illegal immigrants are afraid to go to places like the Red Cross and things because they're afraid that they will be deported. And there's a new law that just started, I believe, days ago. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe days ago a new immigration law started in Texas where these uh, illegal immigrants must be deported, and if they're not, then the um, everyone who is responsible for getting them deported will risk going to jail and or losing their jobs, such as uh, the mayors, um, the police chiefs, um, any kind of mandated reporters at the hospitals and the schools, anybody who can have a hand in reporting these undocumented people that do not report them they risk going to jail and um, and or losing their jobs. So uh, that's pretty sad to me. And I was just reading that article, and it made me think 
when I read the part where they said that um, a lot of the illegal people just, uh, they're just kind of fending for themselves and trying to do the best they can to survive the hurricane floods because they don't want to be deported and they don't want to go to hospitals or, or go to Red Cross or go to any shelters because they know what will happen. They'll end up having to go back to wherever their home is. So the fact that they won't uh, reach out for help and they're kind of um, feeling alone in this at the risk of being deported, it made me think about and actually pray for um, any targeted individuals who may be in um, the flooded regions um, because I thought about how we're so isolated that I would assume most of the the flood victims have someone to call, even if they're in a different state, Um, you know, family members who live elsewhere that can help them in a situation like this. I thought about the TIs who may literally be like these um, immigrants who have no one, and the immigrants may even have their family members, but the TI may have absolutely no one. And I'm sure there has to be a lot of TIs there in that Texas area. Um, And that just made me sad. And I said, Lord, we have to figure out a way. We have to figure out a way to to help each other, not only in times like this, but I will say especially in times like this, because think of a targeted person who has no one to call, no one. And if they do go to a shelter, they, I don't know, just because of how massive this system is, um, they may not be treated right. I don't know. Then there were people on the Internet saying that uh, the people were taken to um, Walmart stores and some of them weren't coming out. So I don't know. You know how a lot of those Walmart stores closed down. Um, I think that was last year. A bunch of them closed down maybe the year before. And they were saying that, they had taken a lot of the flood victims to uh, several Walmarts that had already been closed down. And uh, I don't know, they were saying they were getting chipped and some of them were going in but wasn't coming out. So I, I don't know, just a lot going on with that. So that's uh, one of the questions of the day. We'll just leave it at those two questions, okay, because that's a bit much already. Save the next one for next week. Um, okay, so the two questions are, do you believe in false flags? Do they happen? Uh, A lot of these things that we have heard in the news, the London Bridge, the Boston Marathon, Sandy Hook, 9-11, and it goes on and on and on. Were were some of these things orchestrated? Are they real? Do people really die? Because I do believe that real innocent people really do die in these uh, things. Um, And then Texas. Do you know anybody there? Make sure you pray for them, for everyone there. Uh, my husband has relatives there. Only one of them needed to be evacuated, but she's fine. Um, some of his other relatives, they're in the um, medical field. So they've been, they haven't even, one of them hasn't even been home in a couple of weeks because she's been having to live at the hospital to to help, you know, with the, with the people who are brought to the hospital. So um, just a lot going on there. So those are our questions for the day. And again, uh, in a minute, we're going to listen to this um, to this video. So take your notes because this is uh, a lot that he a lot of information he's giving. Star eight.
you'd like to speak. Hello. Hey, peace and blessings, Renata. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Hey, I'm still learning. Like you say, I'm still learning, man. And answer your question. No, I don't believe nothing, man. I, I used to believe stuff before I realized what was happening. So now I don't believe nothing. I know. Okay? And like you say, HOP been disbanded. But they got another program called HAMP. Okay? That's Hurricane Aerosol Microphysics. Okay? Mm. So you just look that word up. I found that out. That's what I'm saying. I researched, man. And information comes to me. It's called HAMP. Okay? Where they just go real. It's micro. It's Hurricane Aerosol Microphysics. And it, it, it works in combination with the chemtrails, see, where they can zero in and make them storms do what they do. See, I've been in a lot of hurricanes living in South Florida, right? Mm-hmm. You can ask their buyer about them hurricanes, man. What they do, they show up, they, they last about 24, maybe 48 hours, then they gone. But mm-hmm. this one here, this last one, it had to be manipulated with that HAMP program, man. So y'all just look up that word HAMP. It's, it's, I say it again, hurricane, aerosol, microphysics. There you go. And uh, like you said, all this stuff is stage events, population control, trying to take us out. And so, like you say, we chose the one because I laugh at all this stuff and I know how to govern myself accordingly. And so uh, it's another storm coming up too called Irma. Okay, and uh, hopefully that won't do nothing because the temperature is cooling off. See, the water cool, temperature cooling off. So Everything these devils try to do, God got going to make it uh, come out just right, okay? Because look at Texas. They was arguing, almost about to have a race war, and what happened? That flood, everybody got baptized, and everybody started helping each other, okay? Ku Klux Klan helping black people, black people helping Ku Klux Klan, and now we realize what the deal is. See, God run this, man, so y'all ain't got to be scared no more. God in control of all this evil stuff. And it's coming to an end. I've been here. I got a message last night, okay, from somebody to know that no more than what we doing it. They with the Galactic Federation, and this evil is coming to an end, y'all. Slowly but surely, these devils got to evacuate the planet. They leaving the planet. All evil coming to an end. So y'all just be cool, do research, and it's all about love. See, once we start treating each other with people with respect, showing love to each other. Evil can't prevail. You know what I mean? Uh, darkness can't prevail when it's light. So y'all just be cool. I don't want to talk too much. I appreciate you, you doing what you do. God bless you. And I let I, I leave my time to the people. Thank you, Wesley. Are you there? Wesley? Okay, yeah, I'm still here. Home. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay, I was just thanking you for your comments. Hey, no problem, man. Y'all be strong, stay in the light, and enjoy the show. All this stuff is staged, man, from Black Lives Matter to Antifa to the so-called Ku Klux Klan and Nazi. All this shit. I mean, I won't be cut. Sorry about that. That, that, that slipped out. All this stuff is staged, man. Even Trump ain't nothing but a shadow, man. It's all a joke. The stage, man. It's just evil coming to an end. So it's all the stage, man. Enjoy the show. Get some popcorn. Stay cool. Relax. And whatever you need, the most high y'all going to provide, man. So we doing what Amen. we do. Amen. Yes, you will. Okay, I want you to hear this video, too. It's really very informative. I'm going to be playing it in a few minutes. All right. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you.
All right. Um, two questions of the day today. Um, are false flags real? Is it just one big sigh up on the people to carry out an agenda? And we're going to listen to a uh, video in a minute that is, has a lot of information about how to identify a false flag. Um, that, so that's one question. And did you know any victims in the, in, uh, uh, from the uh, hurricane in Texas? And if so, how are they doing? Hope, hopefully they're doing okay. And any any comments you may have on the fact that I said that if there are any TIs that are um, in the hurricane-flooded area, I hope they're okay because it really made me think about how we really don't have anybody to help us or or anyone where, where we could say, hey, you know, I'm 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 uh, homeless because of this hurricane. Can I come stay with you? Uh, can I get a ride? Can I get a little food? Uh, nothing for the TI. I know there has to be plenty of TIs there. So star eight if you'd like to comment, and we're going to move on after a few comments. Hello. Hello, Renata. Hey, how are you, Lydia? I'm good. I just wanted to comment on the uh, remark you made about the TIs caught in the uh, floods and the role of FEMA. Now, uh, you know I have been through disaster here. And um, my comment on FEMA. FEMA came and distributed information pretty quickly about what you would be entitled to, da-di-da. So I assessed that I do not qualify. And FEMA was hell-bent on registering everybody, no matter what their losses were, what their uh, sort of, uh, even if it was just, uh, purely evacuation and some expenses for evacuation and they didn't qualify. They still wanted to register these people. And uh, would you believe they were so hell-bent? And I smelled a rat sort of and I said, I don't qualify. Why should I be registered to be FEMA? For what? So I said, no, I don't want to register. I've been approached a few times and um, unfortunately they called and my husband answered the phone. And uh, they said, oh, you haven't been registered yet. We really want to register it it's for your benefit. And uh, he was persuaded. And uh, they came. They drove 26 miles to my property to register me. This, so I had this exchange with them. And I said, look, I don't qualify. I don't have any losses which you would be covering, or I don't need any help of yours because I, I simply don't qualify, and I don't need the particular help you are offering. And they went on and on, and their argument was, but in the future, you may discover that you might need them. So very reluctantly, I, I signed myself on. And I, oh, no, Lydia, I was hoping you didn't, but that's okay. Well, it, is it, is. it was just such pressure, you know. They put pressure on you, yeah. 26 yeah. miles just to drive to me. Can you imagine? They're really sneaky like that, you guys. And even if it's not FEMA. Um, it was like FEMA. The, it was FEMA operation. No, 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 no. I know it was FEMA for you, but I'm just telling the audience that the government, even the local government, they're really sneaky like that because the um, – what do you call those people? The people were coming around putting the smart meters on the houses. And I already told them I don't want one. They put one on there. I made them take it off. And then they came to my house when I wasn't home and said that they needed permission to go on the side of the house to put the uh, to move the trash can. 
Now, the only way you need to move my trash can is to get to my uh, meter. So other than that, you don't need to, to move the trash can to read the meter. You need to move it to actually get there to, to do something with the meter. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is they are sneaky and manipulative, hey. just like you just described. Now, let me ask you, Lydia, was this this information they were trying to get from you, was this because of the fires a couple years ago? Yeah, or? it was the result of the fire, but it was okay. just a, a, you know, they were very slow in, in getting the help. Red Cross was good. All the voluntary organizations were brilliant, uh, but uh, they seem to be just bureaucratic with other people. And okay. um, as far as the local authority, uh, the county, they have demanded the right of entry from everybody. Sign this right of entry form. And I didn't. And I was very lucky not to do it. I smelled the rat straight away because they were trying to make money on clearing other people's property by saying we'll clear it for nothing. But then they would charge your insurance company with a bombastic figure for, mm. for clearing hazardous material from your property. So you have to, as you say, you have to be very wary. But at no point I signed it. A lot of people were sort of in a situation where they had to help, help with with clearing burned down houses. So, Lydia, what was the registration? What did it consist of? What did they tell you it was for? I know that you didn't need their services. So what was the point of someone who doesn't need their exactly. services? What was the That's point? That's very fishy. What was the point? What, what did they ask you? information? And to, we will have your record that you were a victim of the fire. Um. So did they ask you personal information? Did they did they ask you like who lives at your house? What's your uh, name? Well, yes, yes, name? that kind of thing. Okay. But but uh -huh. it was fairly straightforward, you know. I I could uh -huh. disclose who lives in my house, and uh, uh, basically, I what they got from me, which I didn't like, is the social security number. Oh. Which which I and from everybody else, of course. So it looked to me like a network of people doing a, a survey of people living in the area, you see? So, okay, I was going to say, did you get a feel like they're trying to account for everybody? They were counting everybody, yeah. They were counting yeah. everybody, I think. Okay. Almost like census. Yeah, yeah, effectively. And uh, by, by, you know, coming to the property, they can make their own notes, whatever they yes. like, yeah, what they saw. And if they do it with lots of people, then they have more background information than they would normally, just by getting a name, address, and social security number. So I thought that was extremely fishy. And they, they were very be... persistent, Lydia. They were very persistent because once you said no, they kept calling. Yeah, yeah, very persistent. You know, it is a smaller scale thing comparing to Harvey. But nevertheless, I'm sure they're doing the same thing there. Mm -hmm. And they have to for, for, for other reasons as well, for, to the people who genuinely would qualify for their help. 
I believe if you would have ultimately resisted that and, and I never was happened. No, I had my husband. No, no, no. Yes. No, what I was going to say was I believe if you would have never given into that, they would have harassed you so bad. Mm, yes, but I think I could have taken the harassment. I think I could have, uh, you know, because don't forget I wasn't the only one in this, and I I could have used some different handles to get them off my back, but unfortunately I can't, and I don't like it that I'm registered with FEMA. Yeah, well, it is what it is. You're still protected by God, so. Yeah, and uh, I mean, so are, so are thousands of other people, you know. It's it's just that I have succumbed to the machine operating to get people counted up and um, sort of described, if you like. Well, they harassed you into it. Uh, I think effectively, yes. And I'll tell you something else I noticed, because I think you mentioned that they contacted your husband first. I think he weren't around or he answered the phone or something. He answered the phone, because I've already been denying any... any, wish to, uh, I was denying registration because I said I don't need it. And they still went after us. Well, I was going to say a lot of times they will go through the husband on things like that because they know the wife is going to be more adamant and more stronger when it comes to stuff like that because the men sometimes are not really in tune with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's not a T.I. He's only sort of second-hand T.I., if you like, because I'm a T.I., so he's on the end of uh, my harassment. But he is not as suspicious as I am. He's too straightforward for, you know, suspecting that every move by the authority may be uh, sort of uh, not what it's intended to be, but there are ulterior motivations there. Yeah. Well, from what I heard, you guys, FEMA is is not necessarily a good thing. I guess if they're giving you, in an emergency situation, if they're handing you food and water and that's all they're doing, that's probably okay. But I heard that dealing with them for any amount of time is not good. That's what I heard. Their help here was pretty useless. They have uh, brought some trailers for people to live in on the property. But they brought them to Sacramento, and these trailers were left in Sacramento for three months, and hardly anybody got the trailers because the condition was that the uh, place had to be cleared before they would release the trailers. So people were camping in tents and being rained on. And then um, they, they took the trailers away, actually, after a while from Sacramento. So in that sense, their help was pretty useless. And yeah. the thing they were offering um, loans through small business bureau or something like that, you know, lower interest loans for people to le- rebuild. Big deal, you know. If you shop around, you get yourself a loan. Anyway. Right. So I'm not a great fan of FEMA, no way. But Red Cross was doing good, decent work and was there on the spot. And I think uh, Red Cross kind of gets overlooked in all this uh, disaster management, and yet they are there. I mean, my husband is a member of Red Cross, and uh, all right, he's not in a position now to do it, but, uh, you know, when a disaster like that happens, people get called off. The Mm -hmm. members get called uh, to to come and help with the disaster, you know, either fly or, 
or go to to the place and start working. But we had right. people here from Red Cross coming all over the country and really rolling their sleeves and working very hard. So they deserve the praise. So mm. that's, that's on that one. And as far as um, the whole manufactured Harvey, I think the best thing before one forms an opinion is to listen to what that Dane Wigginton says in his latest broadcast, which was, I think, on Friday. Mm-hmm. He has got his theories there. And let's not forget that he studies the uh, all this phenomenon of uh, chemtrails, which he doesn't want to be called chemtrails, but geoengineering. And... Uh, he has contact with the scientists who are kind of on our side. He certainly stressed in his broadcast that the whole atmosphere was electrified. I mean, made, uh, you know, uh, pumped up with electromagnetic radiation over the area of that hurricane. So that is a man-made contribution to hurricane one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, that that would be my suggestion before making up uh, one's mind. I mean, it certainly looks extremely odd that that hurricane just stopped, stopped there, as if to release the water over Texas, magnify the uh, magnify the disaster. Really, I mean, we are right. we we are trying to join the dots, and sometimes we join too many dots which is not good because then we become conspiracy theorists. But if we can prove the conspiracies, that that is another thing that's in our favor. If we can have the scientific knowledge dispensed by people who are experts, real experts, mm-hmm. puts us in a different position. Okay. All right, Lydia. Um, thank you so much for uh, giving us that information, especially on FEMA. Okay. All right, thank you. I'm to Chen Hall. I love Lydia. <laughs> Such a reasonable person. Voice of reason. Lydia warns us to be careful when talking to FEMA. FEMA put a lot of pressure on her and her husband to um, to talk with them and to register with them because there were fires a couple years ago in her area, and they wanted everybody to register with them. But Lydia did not need their help, she said. So there was no need for her to register with them, but they kept pressuring her and her husband until she did it. So she's warning us to be careful when dealing with them. Okay. Um, Star 8, if you would like to speak, the two questions of the day are, um, are false flags real? Is it one big psyop on the people to carry out an agenda by the government? Um, All these different things we've heard about, Sandy Hook, 9-11, Ariana Grande concert, even the fires here in Oakland, they called them the ghost ship fires, where I forget how many people died in this warehouse fire. A lot of people were saying that that was orchestrated. Um, just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. So it, are false flags real? Is it just an agenda and a psychological, yet another psychological operation? 
Um, or are these things really happening? Because things really do happen in the world. That's one question. The other question is, um, when it comes to the hurricanes in Texas, did you know anyone who uh, who are victims of the flood? And if so, how are they doing? How are they doing? Okay, let me read from the chat room. The green man says, yes, uh, false flags are the largest military command center in the world. The Pentagon gets hit by a plane with no defense. Come on. The only conspiracy theories that are true are the ones that change the world. And that comes from the green man in the chat room. Um, let's see. Okay, that's it from the chat room. Star 8, we're going to listen to a video that's going to tell us how to identify false flags. And I thought it was so excellent that I really want to share it with you guys. Hello, Jerome. Yeah, uh, just a minute. Just a minute. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, all right, so I guess you're you're asking, is everything real that the media um, puts out or what we hear from the government? Um, I used to be pretty naive regarding the government before I joined the armed forces, and uh, what I found out in the armed forces is that government lies, and they lie a lot, and it's hard to tell what their agenda really is. They know what their agenda is, but we don't. And uh, as a soldier, you know a little bit more than the normal civilian. And I learned a lot. Um, but even now in this situation that I've been placed in, number one, I never thought a situation like this was possible in the, in the free world, as they call it. I never thought this situation would be happening in a democratic society. You couldn't tell me this uh, maybe 25 years ago. You couldn't tell me this maybe 30 years ago that this could be possible in North America. So um, does the government have the agenda? Is, is the stuff you uh, you hear on the news really, really real? Some of it is not. A lot. Just a minute. I am on the phone. I'll talk to you in just a bit, okay? I'll talk to you in just a bit. Um, so is the is uh, the things that go on in the media 100% real? No, a lot of them is is faked. A lot of them is just uh, moving us to the new world order. A lot of it is just to uh, increase policing powers and military powers and uh, and things like that. So um, I used to be naive, but I know the I am on the phone. But the the possibility of you know everything being 100% legit on the news, it's it's you know you'd have to be silly to believe. That the government wouldn't lie to you, or the government—they they do the—they do the—they uh, they lie to you on on voting day, you know, when you're voting, they lie to you, just to get into office. As soon as they get into office, they just relax and they just—they don't—they follow very few of their promises. That in itself should be a red flag that this is the way they live their lives. Um, so you just you have to keep an open mind when you uh, hear it on the news. It may not be 100% real. It may just be mind games, it might, may be just ways to move you towards the idea of being put in a concentration camp or to be issued out maybe a curfew where you can't be out by 10 or you can't be out by 11 uh, late at night <clears throat> or else you'll be shot or you have you, know, you need special papers to be on the street at that time. So they're just trying to whittle away your personal rights, whittle away your human rights. And they're using this uh, media as a stage, they're using this media as a tool to try and dismantle your freedom and dismantle your, um, you know, your personal rights and your human rights. 
And that's what I got to say. I thought I was uh, I was just talking. I thought I was <laughs> unmuted. I'm sorry. I had you guys on mute. Um, so thank you, Jerome, for that. Um, two questions for the day. One is, are false flags real? Is a lot of this stuff you hear about in the news orchestrated? Is it planned? Is it all an agenda to gain even even further control of the people? That's one question. Second question is. Do you uh, know any victims of the recent hurricanes in Texas? If so, how are they doing? We hope they're doing well. Do you know anyone who um, who lived there? Uh, have they? Hopefully, they haven't lost their lives or any of their family members or pets' lives. But if you happen to know anyone, just just share that with us. Um, and I was also saying I feel bad for any targeted individuals who may be in that area because they have no one. Well, they might. I mean, I don't know. Some TIs do have people they can still rely on, but and I hope that they do because I know there has to be some TIs there in that area. Um, but it just made me think after I read an article I shared earlier, I read an article about the illegal immigrants who are afraid to go to any of the shelters or reach out to FEMA or Red Cross for help because they're afraid that they're going to be sent back to their countries. And it just made me think about how those illegal immigrants are dealing with this hurricane um, on their own without very much help, no food, no shelter, no transportation. Um, And it made me think about the TIs who every day have to live like that, not just an emergency situation, but um, many TIs don't have anyone to rely on, especially if they're going through this hurricane thing alone, Um, can't pick up the phone and call your relative in even another state because they won't help you. So that has to be hard. So I was just thinking about that. So you can weigh in on any of those topics. We're going to listen to a video in just a moment. Hello. Hi, Renata. It's Lauren. How are you? I'm good, Lauren. How are you? I'm hanging in there, Renata. Uh, I want to answer your questions real quick. No, unfortunately, I don't have family or close friends in the Houston, Texas area. But again, my heart goes out to everyone uh, that has to endure this, especially uh, TI from our community, of course. Of course. But I don't know anyone. Honestly, I don't. But uh, it still doesn't matter. It's awful. Uh, And the second question, do I believe in the stage fake news? I didn't until I was actually targeted, Renata, but my uh, opinion has changed. Yes, I do. And feel I'm, I'm, I feel like most of it is staged. Uh, the mainstream media, I can't even stand to listen to it or watch it. It's the same story. Maybe one or two words have been maybe substituted, but it's the same words, the same captions, the same. I just turn it off. It's just full of nothingness. I, I can't even stand to listen to it. And it saddens me to know that the masses actually believe in it, you know? They yeah. buy it. That's, the, you know what I mean? But that, again, will be in our end days, great deception. And people are willing to buy it. We don't even make statements to anyone, not our kids, not our friends, not in our schools, not in our churches, not in our workplaces. No one ever tells anyone, 
stop for a minute and just think. We don't even encourage thinking anymore. We don't even encourage it. And that's all I want to say. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you, Renata. All right, star eight, if you would like to weigh in on the two topics we have going today. Um, Number one, the first question is, are false false flags real? Is a lot of this stuff we hear about in the news orchestrated? Is it one big game, PSYOP, being played on the people? Are these things really happening? The other question is, uh, do you know anyone who's a victim of the uh, the floods, the hurricane floods in the Texas area? And if so, how are they doing? Hopefully they're doing okay. Those are the two questions today. We're going to listen to a video after this next uh, question. We're going to listen to a video that uh, will tell us how to identify a false flag when we hear it on the news. And I just thought it was so interesting that I wanted to share it with you guys. Okay. Hello, Connecticut. Yes. <clears throat> Hi, Renata. Thank, thank you for the call today. I really needed it. Um, I just okay. Who's things. speaking, please? Who's speaking? This is Mary in Connecticut. Hi, Mary. How are you? Um, I'm hanging on like everybody else. <laughs> okay. Continue to hang on. Positive. There you go. There you go. God is good. He is my strength. Um, I just wanted to say a couple things, quick things. Um, I started being harassed. Um, I had applied for the homemade affordable program which uh, for my mortgage, and all of a sudden I saw cars parked outside, a lot of veteran plates, and I knew something was really wrong. Um, I also have a recording that was left on my answering machine right in the beginning um, where I heard my neighbor and some other gentlemen um, after they re- after they uh, left the message coming from Nation Star, I heard my neighbor and this guy. This guy was saying, "Go left or go right," and you know he, he said something like, "Left." I put it this way because, and that was my next door neighbor talking, um, who is after the military. So the homemade affordable program just opened up a big can of worms for me, um, which is pretty sad. That was back in 2010. Um, And then the other thing was I I heard you say about the smart meters. Um, Two years ago in the summer, they came to my home, you know, mid-morning, and all of a sudden were just ripping it off the house. And I was in my bedroom. You know, and I heard it, and I went running outside, and I'm like, who are you? You know, and they said, well, you know, we're here from um, the electric company, and we were instructed to take the analog meters off because the warranty on them has expired. So, of course, what did they do? He put the digital meter on my home. Um, I asked him to take it off. Uh, He would not take it off. We went back and forth for like an hour and a half, and... Um, he said the state of Connecticut is requiring us to take these off. Well, my street's a long street, and there's about 60 houses on it, and my home was the only home that they came to. So that didn't make sense to me to begin with, but, um, you know, some properties that have fences, 
you know, they need to get permission from the homeowner to come on the property. My my property is not fenced, so they have the right to come and do whatever they want to do with their mm-hmm. meter on the back of my home, um, which was really just alarming to me. He gave me the name of uh, the EMF specialist in Connecticut Light and Power, which is now known as Eversource. Um, you know, I called him repeatedly. He never called me back. Um, I told the guy that I had been through breast cancer and I did not want the digital meter on my house because I heard, you know, there were problems with them and they forcibly would not, you know, they would not put my analog meter back on. So um, you mentioned something that you told them that they were not to touch the meter. Is that what I heard you say before? And how did you right. get away with that? Well, in California, in, in California, I live in California. In California, the smart meter thing has been proven to cause all kinds of health issues, um, headaches and um, p- uh, body okay. pains and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So it's, uh, it's caught up in cancer and all kinds of stuff. So it's caught up in the Supreme Court. So while the issue is in the court, we have the right to opt out of the smart meter. So there was one on my house. I had them take it off. We have to pay extra to get it. uh, We have to pay extra per month not to have it. Yes. But I I do that. So we can only, we we are only allowed to opt out while this whole issue is in court. And it's been in court for some years now, but they've been trying to sneak it back on the house. Well, I know a friend in Massachusetts um, you know, got hers taken off successfully. But in Connecticut, we do not have the option. We do not have the choice of that. Okay, so you guys um, don't have a choice. And there will come no. a time where we won't have a choice either, but we do now. So while we do, I'm just taking advantage of that. Um, because you know that those smart meters, they do so much. They can monitor you. And and every, yeah. I heard that they can monitor everything and everyone in your house. Yes. Yeah. You know, and cause all. They know every of outlet. They know what's being plugged in by how much usage. They know it all. I mean, good for and them. And it, it's, it's but also my it's main something. thing is also the water meter. The water meter is the same kind of deal, um, and that's where I get the worst. I've got vibrations coming through the pipes. I had baseboard. Uh, you know, baseboards, um, the whole perimeter of the house because I have oil heat, um, and they do not like it when I take down the oil burner. And being in Connecticut, it's starting to get chilly. I got away with it this summer, but, I, you know, I, I'm just dreading the cold weather. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, you know, between that and the refrigerator, how they surge, you know. Um, and you can hear when they're doing it. You can hear the difference in the refrigerator. When my roommate is here, who is not a teenager, she's been here three and a half years, and so much has happened with the gang stalking and overhead all day long and low, and I'm just dying in the other room. I mean, she doesn't get it to save her life because she's so subliminally controlled. It's ridiculous. You know, she finds a reason for everything besides the reason that I'm trying to tell her it's happening which, you know, I don't hold it against her because I know they're controlled, but um, it's sad. You know, it's just really sad. Um, you know, they they have shot frequencies of everything in here to get us fighting. 
Um, I mean, you name it, oh. just like everybody else. But, but they uh, want to turn on you. They definitely want to turn her on you. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But but she's stubborn, you know, and she's got a good deal here. And uh, besides having to put up with <laughs> going downstairs to turn the stove on and stuff like that, you know, um, you know, and she's got two bedrooms, so you know, she kind of isolates herself in there and. Don't we know that they have sensors and crap all around the house where they can get you wherever room you're at? Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times I hear pop, 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 three times triangulation in the room, and then I get overhead and I'm wall. Um, you know, these things, you know, with the survey, Benny and Kurt Weeby, Kate and Carla, you know, it's some of the stuff has got to come out where there's a pattern. You know, and we all can't be complaining about the same thing no reason you know it's happening and I know my mom is the only one that's believed me square one 2010 um, and she kept saying you know you are you each of you are witnesses to each other wherever you are you know and it's true you know we're complaining about the same things they have patterns they have different phases in these things um, and some people you know I just my body just can't take much more. I mean, I can't even walk around my house without all these things happening. You know, I've been shot at. I mean, you name it. It's just sick. You know, I've been tested. I have things in my body. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, the frequency range. Well, why don't you do some research and watch videos on shielding? I have active military next door, NSA behind me, state police behind me. I mean, but still, let's watch some videos on shielding, though. It's still worth the try. Well, I've done a lot of things. I've been in this, I've been on this call since 2013. Um, not so much your call, I'm sorry to say, because I always forget it, <laughs> Tom, but I've always heard such great things about you, and the times I've been on, I've been very appreciative. Your discussion. Um, and it gets a tough state, you know. But even though it's things good. are not working out the way we planned, we still should try. We should always try to help ourselves, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Never give up. Never, never well, throw it out. my shielding. <laughs> you know, I can't compete with them financially. I can't compete. Well, to do the things yeah. that you can do. That's I'm a true believer in just doing what I can. Do what you can yeah. do. Uh, do a lot of mental, a lot of mental stuff. I think that mental, mental agility takes us a long way. Yes. And that's well, great. I praise the Lord. Um, you know, I pray, pray, meditate, read yes. different articles on how to strengthen yourself in certain areas. There's a lot of things you can do mentally. Uh, go outside and do some earthing, some grounding. All that stuff takes you further than you would think. It really yes. does. And that's that's what they don't want us to know how how strong our mind is. Yes. So well, just the ocean do those is the things. only thing that does it for me. <laughs> Good. Well, then I, get I to the ocean get. when you can. And when you yeah. can't get to the ocean, go to YouTube and pull up some ocean meditations or some ocean sounds. That's what I do. And, that, yeah, and I it have is all that MP3 player. Yeah, about four thousand songs from healing, most spiritual. Um, mm-hmm. That stuff and is I swear very by it. I have my MP3 in my ear all day long, my one ear. Yes. 
Very, very helpful. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, because it gets you thinking about God, which is where we're supposed to focus for all this. But the physical pain, you know, I, I don't understand how they're doing it. I mean, I'm sure things are coming out and things will be exposed and they continue to come out, I should say. So that's another thing of what do we do? You know, how do we beat this? So. And, and I, too, pray for the people that are in Texas. I mean, things that they're going through are just horrendous. Um, and it makes you really appreciate each and every one of us that isn't going through that, how much we really do have still. You know, you've got to be thankful for what you do have. Very true. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. There's other people yeah. waiting. Go ahead, go ahead. Thank okay, you. thank you so much. I wish you well. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to take this last person, and then we're going to listen to this video. Maybe you guys can jot down some notes, because this guy gives some really good information. Hello? Well, Renata, hi. It's Cindy in hi, Sacramento. Hi. Hello. The last shall be first in the first laugh. I'm kidding. But it's the word, right? Renata, <laughs> so... Um, I hope everybody is well today. Um, I wanted to say your questions, the topics for the day. Um, If they can do this to us, they can do this program and these compounded programs. And if you're in, there's one chart on the net that talks about if you're in one program, you might be in another one, and there's overlapping circles. Have you seen that, Renata? It's a a diagram. Mm-mm. Where you can you have email, email it to me when you get a moment. No, no rush. But when when you think about it, email it to me. Oh yes, it's amazing how you could be in one program versus another one versus another one, and um, it's like six to nine overlapping circles. Okay, and so God help you if you're in the middle and you've got them all going on, um, CIA projects, whatever. But if they can do this serendipitously and secret and covert and nasty to us um, and things have, you know, been exposed over the decades and hundreds of years. Imagine what they could do with the buildings falling in 9-11, you know, third and fourth buildings falling and, you know, the Pentagon and extra planes and, you know, it all didn't go down the way it fully could have went down. Um, Yeah, the, you know, false flags occur all the time, and there are advertisements for Homeland Security actors online. And why would they need actors um, if it was all real? Um, and as a child growing up near um, a huge military installation, one of the biggest in our country um, at the time, huge um, army base. Um, I saw holograms when I was uh, small coming home from a Girl Scout camp. There was a fire in the mountains, and they were probably playing war games because along the Highway 101 corridor, it's all one base linked to another through the mountains and the hills, okay? So you can get in the car, and you could start at the coastline, in Central Coast, California, and you can go all the way to L.A. And it's all these different bases. And the 
the extending properties from the bases meet up, and you can go through the mountains, and my father used to work at one of them, two of them, and you would never even know. You would never even know. And so up above this area um, around um, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, I saw holograms of um, spaceships, actually, and I'm not getting into aliens because I don't believe in them. And I knew there were holograms, and I was only about seven, eight, nine years old at that time. And so if they can play around with all that kind of stuff, all and they being the government or whatever, then these things occur. They occur. And um, I just... <laughs> I don't have much more to say on that one, but um, being that God had me to start a We Are Change chapter, We Are Change Sacramento, um, Sacramento Gold, um, I've done a lot of research into these issues and and knocked around ideas on this with other We Are Change activists and um, I don't call myself an activist, but there's a lot of different people that are targeted. The We Are Change chapters, Renata, most of the administrators for We Are Change are targeted individuals, and they won't always talk about it, okay? They won't always talk about it. They sure are. And um, I knew one, and he was living in his car, and he was running his We Are Change page from his vehicle, from his vehicle in the uh, Appalachians. So this is the thing, you know, um, just want to share that and and that God is good. And uh, we do have one TI brother down in Texas, uh, Melvin. Does Do you know Melvin, Renata, at all? Yeah, Melvin is, <clears throat> as far as I remember, Melvin is in the Dallas area which I don't think was affected. I think it was more of Houston that was affected. I think he's in Houston, but we need to verify. He told me the other day. I, I always thought he was in Dallas. but maybe No, not. no, he's outside Houston. And so he said that he's okay and he's in a, um, um, like a hill area, so he, he wasn't touched by the flooding, but he's in deep oh, prayer good. about it. Huh? Good. I'm glad he's okay. Good. I know, huh? So that's all I gotta say. And bless everybody. And uh, and be kind. Be kind to one another. Okay. Thank you. Mute Cindy. Hold on. All right. Okay, thank you all for your comments. Okay, so we're going to move on, and I want to play this video. So if you hear anything that stands out for you, uh, take notes, and we can discuss it. Because this ties into, this video uh, was sent to me, first of all, this was this video was sent to me by Hart. And Hart, as you guys know, she comes to this call. I don't see her here, but she may come later. Um, she sent this video to me, and I just thought it was just, excellent. It really gave some really good practical information on how to identify a false flag when we hear one or maybe even see one. Um, If you happen to be the victim of one of these false flags, hopefully no one is, 
But um, this guy really breaks it down really good. He he does have an accent, but he it but he's still understandable. Like I could still understand what he was saying. Um, and I just want to share it with you guys because I was just thinking about how many of these events in the world that we have heard could have possibly been um, false flags: September 11th, Sandy Hook, Boston Marathon. Uh, London Bridge, and it goes on and on and on. So this guy really has a good thought process behind his theory on why these things happen. And he uh, he gives us some information on how we can identify these things for ourselves. And so I just thought it was important enough to um, to, to share it with you guys. So I'm hoping that you can hear it. I will put the link in the chat room. I, and for those who are not in the chat room, I will give you guys the name of the video. It's a long video, so we won't listen to the whole thing. But um, and I did take some notes so we can so we can discuss. And I would like for for you guys feedback at the end of this. So let me know if you can hear it. Okay. Let me know if it's too loud. Um, I think that I have it on the loudest because I want to make sure you guys can hear it. And tonight we discuss the latest false flags around the world. False flag operations are covert and manipulative, playing off our fears and anxiety. So how can we identify them? Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. Listen to the entire interview and all our archives. Visit VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. Our special guest is a Veritas veteran, only Demogord, an award-winning author investigator, musician, artist, painter, former journalist, and much more. For more than 30 years, he has worked very hard to expose some of the biggest conspiracies around the globe, something that has turned out to be a very dangerous task. All his goal is to prevent the global elite from turning this beautiful world into a controlled and horrible place. And he's totally dedicated to revealing their agenda, including false flag operations all over the world. Ola Demogord joins us directly from Estepona, Malaga, Spain. Hello, Ola, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I'm good, good. Thank you so much, Mel. It's an honor and joy to be back. Oh, it's my pleasure, and I know, I know it's very late over there in Spain, so I really appreciate every time that you come and join us here. But, you know, you wrote to me a few days ago, and I thought, this is the right time. This is the right time because... All these events are happening, and the question many people have is, how do we discern, how do we know if these events are false flags or not? Before we start talking about this specific incident, tell us about that. It's a very good question and very important as well, because uh, it's very, very important, I believe, to not jump to any conclusions. You really have to, every single time, really dig in deep and see what actually happened. Because the importance is not to prove a point, is this a false flag, is it not? The important thing is to find out the truth and uh, what happened and who did it and why did they do it? Because... If you listen to the official stories, that sounds like we live in a world packed with the crazy, fanatic Muslim terrorists that wake up from every morning and just think, uh, you know, try to make out plans how to blow us up. Is that 
is that the, the answer to the questions who's behind it or are these things somehow coordinated and if so who is doing it and is it possible that we're actually looking at the enemy from within and that this is actually state-sponsored terrorism there to freak us out so that we will accept a very dark and very brutal uh, agenda of total control that is the main question so I would very much like to uh, first point out what a false flag is. A false flag is a PSYOP where the one that looks attack is actually the one attacking himself. It's an old naval term from the old days where marine nations like Spain, England, uh, Holland, these type of countries were going around uh, doing brutal invasions of, of different countries and that created some problems with trade agreements and neighboring countries and so on. So somebody came up with the idea, why don't we just put one of the enemy's flags on one of our own ships, then that that ship attack us so that we suddenly, instead of being the attacker, becomes the victim, and then that justifies us invading that country and sometimes even becoming the hero because, I mean, we were the victims and we managed to defend ourselves by winning the battle and take over their country. So it's a PSYOP, and that is what a false flag is. So over the years, it's actually 30 odd years that I've been doing this now with the top political assassinations and false flags. And the reasons that I, I focus so much on these false flags are because it's one of the, I would say one of the very few uh, tools of control that uh, these dark forces are using against us. It's old Roman templates, most of them, like divide and conquer, they love that one, and also problem, reaction, solution. The few elite few in power secretly create a problem to get an emotional reaction. It's very important that it's an emotional reaction so we don't think, but we just react. Uh, and the reaction they want is one out of total fear where we then turn towards the few that we think are there to protect us, the ones that we have elected to protect us, not understanding that it's actually them who have created the problem. And the solution every single time is the same. It's more and more control, more and more freedoms that goes out the window. We have to even pay to be controlled, surveillance cameras, CCTV footage, body scanners, you name it, all in the name of your security, my security, but where it's actually something that they have created. So once again, it's a, they love these PSYOPs, and the reason for these that they need these PSYOPs is for us not to understand how few they really are and how many we are. So they need to keep us fearful at all times. And what we've seen the the last, uh, I would say, I don't know, four, five, six years is an escalation of these alleged terror attacks. And now it's come to, just like you pointed out, it's almost ridiculous. Every single day, almost it's boom, 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 boom. So the question is, what is going on? And if you remember some years ago, there was a series of uh, revolutions in Northern Africa. They call it the Arab Spring. And there was uh, what uh, was quite clearly a color code. Everything was green, green flags. They were talking about uh, green this, green that, and so on. So in these operations that are often coordinated, they have a color code as well. 
that sends out the message to people who are in the know that this is our in, uh, operation, we're in control, this and this and this, all of it goes hand in hand so that it's uh, sort of uh, sending out these secret messages. The thing was that in this uh, uh, Arab Spring, there was a series of North African countries where there were so-called revolutions, and these were coordinated for the first time ever through social media. Facebook was the one, the tool that uh, made the difference this time. And uh, what happened was that the people, they say, made these uh, uprisings and got rid of po uh, the people in, in power, and then these people got replaced by people chosen, uh, or, or new leaders chosen by the people. But since then, we've learned that uh, it's the usual suspect again, you, uh, with CIA Mossad in the background, uh, coordinating these uh, revolutions and just replacing people that they didn't want in a power position with their own puppets. Then they moved on to the Ukraine. There was a similar thing, a uh, similar overtake there with the color code orange. And now what is happening uh, in my opinion, is what I call the Euro Spring, even though it's taken more than a spring now for them to do it, where they try to destabilize Western Europe uh, through a series, uh, I mean, so, so many. It's actually the Western world, I would almost say, uh, with a series of alleged uh, terror attacks. But these attacks always, always, always happen in uh, NATO countries, members of NATO, uh, and it very often goes in a circular motion so that they go from country to country to country, even the same police district, the same areas, the same again and again, the same exact theme. So in Europe, it would be uh, England, France, Germany, Belgium, Holland, Denmark, Sweden, uh, sometimes Spain, sometimes Finland, and Turkey. These will be the targets, uh, the, the countries where these operations are carried out. In the States, which will always also be coordinated with these, uh, the theme will not be so much terror attacks, but it would be more mass shootings, because in the States you have too many guns there, for they want you to just give them up so that they can make a very simple and easy takeover. So there they try to make the guns the problem, uh, and then they want the emotional reaction, so they aim for schools where there are children and women, because that's the way to get the emotions going. So there uh, is where guns are the, the problem, but here in Europe, they go for the targets are always the same. It is either uh, a location that has a very symbolic value for that country, something that represents the independence of that specific country or the history or background. It is also a target of uh, touristic value so that it will, uh, as many people around the globe will, as possible will know about it and feel about it. Uh, so it would be like uh, Big Ben, it was the Colosseum, Acropolis, uh, the Eiffel Tower, these type of things. In the States, it would be Twin Towers, they already taken that, the Statue of Liberty, Times Square, uh, these type of strong uh, or very powerful and emotional targets if you hit them. Or 
it will be centers of uh, transportation. There will be airports, uh, train stations, bus stations, but also vehicles of transportation, like trains, ferries, uh, airplanes, and so on. So uh, in the last six months, what we've seen here in Europe is the color code is pink or going to, towards purple, somewhere between these. I'm not sure why they chose this, but you will see these colors are just repeated again and again. Everything from the knives on the London Bridge attack with purple, the balloons at the uh, concert, the Ariana Grande concert in Manchester, the balloons were pink and purple, uh, the funerals pink and purple. In the news uh, uh, castings, you will see when they interview, it's pink or purple colored dresses or the the background is pink or purple. It, so there's this hidden psyop and propaganda thing going on in the background that we normal people are not aware of. So uh, what I would like very much to suggest is that we are looking at an internationally coordinated series of attacks there to de destabilize the Western world according to the New World Order and carried out by a small mobile unit to a large extent, a small mobile unit uh, consisting of uh, directors, crisis actors, sometimes uh, people that are involved with the uh, crowd uh, control, but also crowds that can be rented and driven on location, transported to location. There would be marketing agents, there would be catering, makeup, uh, pyrotechnics, and so on. There would also be bodyguards and controllers of this uh, group. And this group will are uh, being transported from country to country, from air base to air base, army base, NATO bases, in army planes. And then on location in whatever country it is, then they're transported in buses to the site that has been chosen for this attack. But before the attack, it would be prepared by a so-called drill. This drill will, of course, be for our protection. It's always a security drill that's being carried out. And it will be advertised in local media and newspapers and so on, saying, tomorrow we're going to have a security drill at that train station, or this location, or this hospital, or that arena or whatever. Or the World Trade Center. The, it's the same, Mel. I'm, I, I'm repeating myself over and over, but it, the drill is ex essential for this because the drill is where they get a vehicle. They, what they do is they, through that drill, they can close off the area. They can shut off streets, close off streets. They can get their vehicles in positions, explosives in positions, smoke bombs, crisis actors, catering, uh, they very often, when they do these things, it's just like a film set. Really, it is a, a moving film set, like a rock star, a, a rock group on tour. Here we have like a moving film set where they don't do concerts. They What they perform, their performance is terror and it's being spread through media. So they don't really care so much about people on location. Or, the, uh, or what is going on there. The whole idea is to get it pumped out through media as terror, where what they are uh, trying to achieve is global fear. That's 
that's the name of the product. Let, let me interject for, for a moment here, because a few days ago you sent me a website, a link to a, what seemed to be a crisis acting casting company. And I've heard of this before, but someone this morning, I'm glad that he sent it to me this morning, sent me an article. And let me just read it. The article, the title is Man Calls Company That Hires Alt Left Agitators. What he recorded was stunning. So let me read what I found. A man by the name of Bill Hulk exposed a huge scandal on Wednesday evening on Craigslist. A company put out several ads in several cities requesting people to take part in protests. So he gave the number a ring. What he found out is that not only are these far left agitators and demonstrators being paid to protest, quote unquote, white nationalists and President Donald Trump, there is an, an intricate system by which it all takes place. And he confirms the whole operation is funded by none other than billionaire George Soros. Here's what he said, quote, to share some from someone else. Yes, it was funded by Soros. There was an ad place in Craigslist called it myself. They specifically wanted protesters to protest against the white nationalists, $25 an hour. I asked if I could work all day. They said I could work 24, hour, 24 hours straight if I wanted to. They were willing to pay $25 an hour for 24 hours. They had transportation ready for every state within the USA, too. I asked, how would they know if I was working at all? Here's the good part. They had a tracker on you, sort of like a credit card. You had to check in every five hours with a lead. I asked if I could work again. I was told that they had worked for the next, check this out, folks, for the next three and a half years. This is real, and it will only get worse, folk concluded, unquote. What's your take on that, Paul? It's part of the game. This is standard. Uh, what I think the company he's talking about is called Cry, uh, Crowds on Demand crowdsondemand.com and uh, that company uh, is specifically for the US uh, but I'm sure they can uh, they can supply crowds uh, on an international basis as well depending on uh, I mean if the money isn't a problem which it normally isn't and what they do is whatever you want if you want a rally if you want protesters if you want fans for uh, politician or a pop star or if you want somebody outside an abortion clinic you know against abortions or whatever you need they can supply crowdsondemand.com check it out yourself and this in combination with multiple companies where they uh, supply crisis actors amputee actors also pyrotechnics I mean you have companies like crisis cast there's another one I'm gonna go into in big details I think that is the head of the octopus when it comes to this operational level it's called crisis-solutions.com incredible company crisis-solutions.com the first time I, I mentioned this I, I exposed it on, a, on an international uh, interview in great detail and within two weeks there was more than 280,000 views on that video right after that uh, their website went down uh, and stayed down so I went out on other interviews saying please have a look here there's a catch diversion you can get it here and here please uh, download and say every, everything you can but also please be aware of that is this not the act of a criminal mind you know, when somebody starts pointing at you, they try to disappear. Instead of, uh, you know, 
confronting me and saying, listen, actually, how dare you? You know, how can you do such accusations, you know, without, uh, you know, asking me? Instead, they disappeared. And this is a, it's a big, big company. Or initial guilt. Exactly. And so when I started pointing it out, then suddenly the website is back on, and I believe it's there now. On it, or on this website, I really recommend people to uh, to check it out because I didn't know about this company before uh, the London Bridge attack on the 22nd of March. That was when I first spotted them because they had a drill three days before on the, the River Thames, just exact on the location where this happened. And uh, one of the boats that was uh, involved in the rescuing of a, a woman they claimed had fallen over or fallen into the water from the bridge was picked up by the exact same boat that was in, involved in the drill. So I thought, oh, here we have the drill and the, this company. So I started checking them out. And I tell you, I don't think that they were prepared that normal people would look so deep into their website. And on the website, I say it again, crisis-solution.com, you can go under uh, in and in the menu. I think it says something like uh, our products or our services or something like that. If you go down, there's one page called uh, Crisis Cloud. That is the one. And on that page, uh, there's a video with very cheerful, like elevator music, do 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 do, do like this. And then they present. They say uh, in the video, they say hello. When did you last have a crisis simulation? They call it crisis simulation. And they call people involved players. Okay, so in the video, they say, uh, we've taken this uh, thing with crisis uh, simulations to a whole new level. Out the door, uh, the old days, you know, with the A4 papers and telephones. Now, here is crisis cloud. And what they show you, in this video is that uh, they can supply anything needed for multiple simulations on even on different continents at the same time. So what they, they show you uh, first, uh, they have, um, I think they call it the tactical squad, and they show you filmed images of ambulances, SWAT teams, police, uh, military, and so on, on, on the street after one of these events. Then they say they have, I think it's called the Sea Squadron, which is like a, like a boardroom where CEOs or people from different companies, government officials and so on, uh, are gathering uh, around this whole scenario and also in real time can change it while it's live. Then they have one section called the media section that have live news feeds, I mean real news feeds that are being pumped out. I guess, who, who are they aiming at? I mean, the only ones could be other players or it's aimed at us, the normal people. Real news feeds, also real live uh, Facebook streams on hundreds of accounts that are their accounts and Twitter feeds as well in live time pumping out information, fake false information about these simulations. And then... What they then have, then they have what they call the crisis cloud, which all of it sort of are the hub for the whole thing, and where there's a team that in real time can change it 
so that should something uh, interfere, should somebody like myself suddenly expose things of it so that they have to redirect, no problem, they can do it. And they say, all you need to be a player is internet access, meaning somebody with a big cigar can sit on an island in the Bahamas and be one of the players while you got uh, whatever country it is that they are uh, aiming at, the officials, the locals, whatever is needed there should be online at the same time. And then they say, as examples, they just show just a net, and we could do this in uh, Edinburgh, Scotland, Manchester, England, and New York. Okay, this, when I found this, uh, they had a drill in, in Edinburgh, in Scotland, then boom, on the 22nd of May happened Manchester, just uh, one week before the Bilderberg meeting. There's always one week before the Bilderberg meeting, they have a diversion somewhere, and most of the time on the 22nd of May, boom, it happens, so that media's attention is taken away. And so this time, I was just waiting. Where is it gonna happen? I said on, on uh, international radio as well, it's just a matter of days. Soon there will be a bang here somewhere. It's just a matter of where, and then it happened in Manchester. And then the third target they said was time, uh, sorry, New York. And right after Manchester, it didn't take long. Where was the next attack? In Times Square, New York. And on the website as well, if you go on the client's uh, testimonials, there's one uh, individual there, there's no name, but there's this uh, individual who's writing uh, about a very exciting moment. And he says that they're standing in a high-rising building with the view over London. There's people from 80 companies, corporations, 80 corporations in the room looking at the same thing. They're very, uh, you know, nervous and excited because this is going to be the biggest simulation ever that they've taken part of. And then he describes uh, the what had, you know, some details of what happened. And afterwards, everybody's so happy. Oh, it went well. And so, on. I am telling you, what he's describing is the Westminster Bridge attack, and the building therein was the Millbank Tower, which is where it's, it's a tower building that is loaded with lots of suspicious companies, very suspicious companies, and uh, so. Just keep that in mind. 80 different corporations were in that room, involved in that whole thing. So what type of corporations do you think we're looking at? This is uh, where I think we're looking at government people, people from different uh, security agencies, but also the military industrial complex, the defense ministry, everything that is involved in warfare, you know, also with construction, with uh, like you know, like with the Vietnam War, the the air, uh, what do you call it, the airlines that flew from the states to Vietnam, for instance, just transporting soldiers. They made millions and millions. There's so many things involved in war, and uh, and these uh, everything from CCTV cameras to body scanners to you name it. So much that is involved in anti-terror. And look at Homeland Security. Yeah, yeah, it's big business, big, big, big business. Now let me ask you this, Oli. When we look at the Boston 
I believe they became a little bit, or rather very sloppy. If you look at what they used and the, the blood that they used, we, we, we've talked about this several times. But could it be that now their modus operandi is transitioning into something, into something you know, more simple, if you will, using vehicles as a weapon of mass destruction, what we saw in, 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 uh, in England, what we in London, what we saw in New York, what we saw a few days ago in, in Barcelona. It, it seems that this is a new way. All you need is a vehicle, and all we saw in Nice, all you need is a vehicle that you can have as many casualties as possible. Now the question is, are these casualties real or not? First, let me just comment on the vehicles. Because uh, I've been questioning why are there so many attacks with vehicles and why are so many of them rentals? And uh, I tell you, I believe that the reason we're back to problem, reaction, solution. Here suddenly the vehicles are the problem. So what they're, I believe what they're trying to do is they're trying to make uh, vehicles dangerous so that we will accept their solution and their solution are so-called smart cities uh, you can there are lots of documentaries about planned smart cities and so on and it's totally controlled environments where everything is digitalized with remote controlled driverless cars there you go that yeah. is the that is the agenda driverless cars but also the rental cars I saw in the news in England yesterday, now they want to start restricting rental cars because for our protection. Can you see? Now they want to suddenly to, uh, they, they're, it's stepping stones, you know, small, a little step here, a little step there, a little step here, a little step there. So we can't see that they're actually connected. But what they're trying to do is just close the gate around us. And uh, also, when it comes to these vehicle attacks, one of the things they do is they've started to create these prisons in the wall, in the cities, with so-called boulders, these iron or steel uh, barriers that sometimes are automated that comes up out of the street, or massive big concrete blocks. You will see it, it's happening uh, in Melbourne, it's happening in Times Square, it's uh, London, it's just everywhere. They've sort of, and they do it for our protection, always for our protection. But what we're what we're seeing is slowly, slowly they're growing this. I mean, they they even look like prison bars when you think of it. And now I've seen that what they're, they're suggesting now to save money from putting concrete boulders there are energy field protections. I mean, what is that? And they, they're describing like energy fields where vehicles cannot enter, you know. I mean, we're looking at science fiction type, but this is where DARPA and companies like that comes in with these highly, highly sophisticated techno uh, technological solutions that are just very, very scary once you start seeing how they're used and how what they can do and how they're just going to expand it if we don't uh, stop it. When you say electronic, what exactly do you mean? Almost like a, a force field, an EMP that disables the vehicle? Exactly what do you mean? I'm not sure. I've just seen this. Uh, they've started uh, more and more uh, articles suggesting these force fields 
energy field. I don't know how it works. I'm going to look into it more. But this is the, this is what is happening. You you have to be aware of. You have a problem. Then the reaction from us. Oh my God! Something needs to be done. Wait for the solution. Look in the papers. What are they suggesting? And this is the the things that have come up. But nowadays, since our concentration span is so short due to fluoride in the water and uh, whatever, uh, what they do is on a regular basis, when they uh, have like a reporter on location, it would be like this because they don't, they cannot afford or dare to lose you or lose your attention. So they will deliver problem reaction solution to you and within one minute or 30 seconds or something like that. So keep in mind that in these cases, the reporter will be in on it. The eyewitness will be in on it. And so it would go like this, reporter. So please tell us what happened. The eyewitness, oh, it was horrible. People were dying. It was, uh, people were running. They were screaming. They were all of these things. So that we in our, in our home sit back in the sofa and say, oh, my God, that is so horrible. And You're describing 9-11. I'm describing all of them now, all of them. That is the same theme, the same, all of it. And then the reporter will say, well, the solution will be, oh, oh, then that means that we will have to, and boom, there it comes. So, I mean, you had 9-11 where the, the reporter was asking a guy down in the street what happened, and he gave the whole technical uh, BS about how these, these buildings came down because of high heat and whatever. It's the first time ever in the history of the world that a high-rising building has fallen down, turned into dust uh, due to a fire high up there. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. But this guy in the street, he could explain it right away. In on it, he was part of it. And here, for instance, at the Charlie Hebdo in Paris, where they said the two uh, brothers turned into terrorists, killed some a lot of people in central uh, Paris, in a newspaper uh, uh, office and so on. The, the reporter said, well, this means that we have to have heightened security at the airports. What did the air, where did that come from? This had nothing to do with airports, but that's how they put it in your subconscious. When when the mass shooting happened in Norway on the in 2011, uh, the the head of the security police, a woman, she said, "Well, this mass shooting would never have happened had the population been microchipped." What was that? What? But I always wonder what the reason of that false flag, if it was a false flag. No, it, it, it was a false flag in, are we talking about Norway now? Yeah, Norway, that's cool. Okay, yeah. No, it was on an island. Exactly. Where, well, wasn't it like a, a, a bunch of 15-year-old boys? No, there was, there was, uh, there was more than 550 uh, teenagers on that island. That's what I mean, yes. And and uh, there was 86, 86 dead. Right. Uh, but the numbers goes up and down. It's very very bizarre. But first, they blew up the government building, more or less like in Oklahoma City, even though there was totally different weaponry yeah. used there. And then within an hour later, this guy they say Anders Breivik that he was the lone crazy guy, dressed as a police. He went out there on a small little ferry. 
and then went there with automatic weapons, just pulled them out and started killing people all. For one hour, he was left alone for one hour, killing, 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 while everything else was on stand down. Everything was being pulled back, and this slaughter was just allowed to happen. Now, uh, keyword, well, keyword right there, Ole, keyword, you said it, stand down, which is what happened a few days ago in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. The police stood down. In my opinion, that's the reliction of, of duty. When you have two groups that are going to go at it, the police is there to be able to prevent that. I mean, 9-11, I keep mentioning that, but it happens in almost every one of them. The police seems to be standing, doing nothing. Yeah, but the thing is that the police are consisting of many decent, very honest people that want to do their duty. That want it's their to orders. People. But then they get ordered to stand down. And the reason for that is do not get involved because this is an inside operation. It is a, it's not even the normal piece, the police that is there They're carrying it out. It's a special unit that is doing it, and they do not want to get interfered with. So normal police and, and uh, sometimes military are told to uh, guard the outer parameters of the area. So they're there keeping us out from the area at the same time thinking that they are doing the right thing, not understanding that what is actually going on behind them is a total psyop. So this is the reason. You had, uh, uh, we were talking about the mass shooting in Norway, the normal police, there were snipers on the mainland that even had him in the cross-eye, had the shooter in the cross-eye, uh, you know, and was told, stand down. There was a hot helicopter team in Oslo with sharpshooters that could have uh, gone to the island within, within minutes and taken them out. They were told to stand down. The, the firefighters in Manchester at the Ariana Grande massacre uh, here, were, the firefighters were told to stand down. Stand down. And that is one standard ingredient. Also, CCTV cameras shut down doesn't matter how many millions you as a taxpayer pay to get them installed uh, for your protection, then the Pentagon, I mean, it's only the most protected building in the world, and you're telling me that there's no footage of the plane except from a gas station across the street. Exactly. I mean, come on. What is that? That is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There... Had, had it been a plane that actually hit the Pentagon, there would have been at least a dozen or 50 cameras that would have filmed it. And it, it, there is footage, but the FBI, right when it happened, came in and confiscated it. Zero <laughs> There's FBI. footage of what? Of a missile? You tell me. I mean, the thing is, the dear old FBI, they're there every single time. But what do they do? They equip, they train, and... Uh, they get these uh, patsies in location, they lure some of these patsies into this location where they can get killed or taken for whatever terror attack it is. And then right after, they're, they're confiscating and cleaning up the site so that there's no evidence, but except for planted evidence. That's what they do. I call them fraud, bribery, and uh, intimidation. Not every single detective. Of course, we're looking at 
beautiful people sometimes that are doing everything they can for the population. But there are some very, very rotten inner cores in these organizations that are just uh, raping us. That is what they're doing. And granted, what you said about the Arab Spring started in Tunisia, went all the way to Egypt, then we saw Libya. It used to replace the leaders to get a more responsive type of puppet, in my opinion. Now we're, we're seeing this in Europe. We're seeing this in the United States. With what we're seeing here, are we witnessing an American spring concocted by these individuals? And if so, I, I hate to even bring this up, but to me, it sounds like the Bolsheviks, the 21st century Bolsheviks are back and they just want to destroy the United States from within to turn it into a communist country. And when the United States goes, the rest of the world goes. And the thing that is, it's so interesting that you bring this up because it is exactly, exactly 100 years ago since the Russian Revolution. 1917, exactly. It is on the month, it was in October, but there were preparations, and these were the people that took over Russia was not, you know, Russians. It was not a Russian revolution. It was the same forces that are now involved in the New World Order that took over Russia, uh, and they were meetings in Stockholm. Uh, Trotsky, to make to just name one. Do you know where Trotsky finished his book? He was finished it, it on Utøya that tiny little island where this mass shooting took place. I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but it's, I've been there. I've been there several times. It's a, a way out in the middle of nowhere, a tiny little island, exactly where he finished his book. Then the, the Social Democrats of Norway have used that island as a very, uh, like for summer camps and a very symbolic island. But he was there. He then then uh, went to Stockholm. Uh, he was there more or less on the exact date when the Stockholm truck attack happened, when Lenin was there as well, Lenin. And then they went on to uh, to Russia, where they started this whole thing, backed by these globalist uh, uh, individuals and, and companies that was backing the whole thing. Who do you think it killed is, him? Who do you think assassinated him in Mexico in 1940? I haven't looked into that. I'm the wrong person to ask. That's okay. But I, it is not by chance that it's happening now because they are, they are doing a lot of these things on historical dates, you know, where it is exactly 77 years uh, since the end of the Second World War. Uh, there was one attack on the White Cliffs of Dover that most people are not aware of where, where they sabotaged some of these cliffs because it's a very... Uh, it was an extremely important uh, symbolic uh, location of these white cliffs at the so southern point of uh, of England, where the the, uh, the Battle of Britain took place over these, and these uh, were these cliffs were sort of the the symbol for freedom because when these uh, fire these uh, what do you call them airplane fighters were coming home and the English bombers. They knew if they could just make it across the White Cliffs of Dover, they were safe, you know, because then they had the flick flack and all of these things. But uh, so he was very, very symbolic. And on the exact day uh, when they were sabotaged, that was exactly the date of the Battle of Britain as well. 
and it's it's been the attack on on uh, Copenhagen and Paris and uh, several of these other ones are directly connected to the ending of the Second World War. And you will also see part of the psyop, for instance, when the Copenhagen shootings were uh, some years ago, 2015, which I predicted one month before it actually happened on international radio, just like I did with the London Bridge attack one month before it happened, just as I did with eight others. So uh, what happened there was that these, there, at the end of the Second World War, there were uh, some white buses sent out from Denmark and Sweden going down to concentration camps in northern uh, uh, Germany where they had negotiated the release of uh, prisoners from these concentration camps. At least that is the official story that we're being told. Anyway, so these white buses, there was a series of white buses that were driven down there and came home with people from the concentration camps and they were uh, everybody was cheering and thought it was so amazing it was the Swedish uh, family Bernadotte Folke Bernadotte that was uh, part of arranging this whole thing so when the when the uh, the whole thing was to evacuate the, the uh, these prison camps so when the, uh, the Copenhagen shooting happened Suddenly, there were white buses circling in Copenhagen where it says on the sign, painted on the sign, evacuation, evacuation, and also the signs, um, you know, where, you, where it says destination, it said evacuation. And Benjamin Netanyahu, right when this happened, said, we need to evacuate the Jewish population out of Europe back into Israel. He's saying that almost every day. I mean, yesterday they say the same thing about Barcelona. Listen, if you study terrorism without studying Mossad, it's like watching Hamlet without the prince, like one of my friends said. It's like these are the ones that created terror, and Benjamin Netanyahu is right in the middle of it. I mean, Mr. Terror himself, Benjamin Netanyahu. So um, what is the purpose? Are they trying to basically try another exodus of... Jewish people around the world to just take him all to Israel, and if that's the case, I mean, just to be safe in the quote-unquote promised land. And if that's the case, what is the end game? Get rid of the entire world so they can manage from Tel Aviv, or what's the deal? Mel, 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 I have no idea. I mean, the only thing I can say is that when I look at the actions of these individuals and these groups, I mean, I see total madness. And I, I, was t I was talking to Chip Tatum about this, and I said, I just don't get it. I mean, why destroy the world? Why destroy the air with chemtrails? Why destroy the seas with radioactivity? What, what is it? What is it? And he said, the only reason why you don't understand it is because you're not a psychopathic killer. If you were, it would make total sense. It's, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But they are the exact opposite of what we are, I would say. We normal people search for love, compassion, understanding, freedom, education for our kids, uh, you know, just be able to, to express, express our creativity and, and live in freedom and happiness. These individuals, their mindset is death, hate, destruction, separation, rape, plunder, pain. That's the game. But 
it it is on multiple different layers i think because we are looking at at these things on a street level and i think when you look at the new world order you look in a, at a certain level as well but then you come into you it's very hard to stay out of the spiritual aspect of this as well because it is like a, a fight between good and bad uh, love and evil and uh, these areas i don't know I, I haven't studied them so much, but there are a lot of researchers that are, what they're talking about is that these demonic entities, what they feed of fear, they feed of these lower uh, feelings of absolute terror. Or vibrations. Vibrations, exactly. And it's, uh, some people have suggested, and I would agree as well, that the, the first film, The Matrix, the first of the three, is almost like a documentary if you can understand the symbolism and understand what it's actually saying that it's not just a science fiction movie but this is what is going on i don't know i i can only say that uh, i do everything i can to expose it on a on sort of like a street level with the intention to show normal people that listen there's nothing to be afraid of this is most of it absolutely fake and it's only through fear that they can control you. So become fearless. Work on, do everything you can through meditation or selfless service or whatever that works for you. Dance or laugh or whatever. But to become fearless, to let go of fear, the more you can do that, the less they can control you. Yeah, very important. Disconnect yourself from the mainstream mediaopoly. These are the same people behind the media. So if they're feeding off of your lower vibrations, all you have to do is turn on the TV, 6 o'clock news, good evening. And 10 seconds later, they tell you why it's not a good evening or a good day. And people perceive that, and people just feel it. And, you know, less than 10 minutes later, you're feeling depressed. And if that's what you're, you know, it's a diet. Whatever you, we are what we eat. And the same thing happens. We are what we watch, what we listen to, the music you listen to, the material that you watch on TV or the movies that you watch, that goes into your psyche. And you turn into what you're watching. You manifest the thoughts that you entertain. You know, these people are not stupid, and they've been at it for generations. They work very hard to uh, concentrate the power to fewer and fewer. They've infiltrated more or less all layers of life, and they focused, of course, on different areas that can make a more impact on the population so that the population will be easier to control. And media is a major one when it comes to that. Major, major. Film, movies, major. Music, major. So it's just, I mean, if you were in their shoes, where would you focus? You would do the same. And the way I see you were mentioning uh, TV and, and mainstream media, I see it like an open sewage into your house. That black box uh, yes. that looks flat and nice and smart. I love it when they call it smart. It's the exact opposite. Everything you say is smart, smartphone, smart TV. It will be smart toilet soon, smart fridge. All of that is the exact opposite. Well, they call it smart because we're, we're delegating our intellect to these boxes. I would say change it to evil would be more more appropriate. But it is like an open sewage, I think. I haven't uh, watched normal TV for 
13 years, I think now. And I'm still quite uh, on top of what's going on, I would believe. So it's a matter of you choosing the source from where you get your news and also use uh, your mind to filtrate and uh, and also try to find out what is this, the source, where is it coming from. And for instance, in the States, you are, you are down to six different companies that control more or less all media in the U.S., including lots of publishing companies and all of that. That's six companies, and these six companies have one head each and owners as well that work together as well. So it's, it's, it's not mainstream media, it's total propaganda. I think the number so, is, is maybe lower now. I think 1983, sure. in 1983, 90% of American media was owned by 50 companies. In 2011, it was 90% controlled by six companies, and I think the number is lower now. I'm sure, but still, it's a, they work together. You know, they have like a monopoly, and they're totally in bed with each other. That is also why when you look at, for instance, 9-11, Check out, there were, there were five major networks that were involved that pumped out all the information from these. It was Fox, TV, CNN, ABC, I don't know, I can't remember the rest of them. But also, all of the people that were interviewed live on TV, on the street level, uh, eyewitness there, eyewitness here, I, all of them were somehow connected to one of, uh, one of these five different networks either working in the cafeteria or married to the CEO or uh, you name it, all of them connected. And then that takes me to the next one. When you look at these operations, I would uh, put forward that eyewitnesses, when they're false flags, the eyewitnesses will come from one of three groups. It would be either from, uh, with a background from uh, film or theater, media or government, government agencies, these three groups. And when the alleged uh, truck attack happened in uh, Stockholm on the 8th of, of uh, no, on the 7th of, uh, of April, I was still, I had gone out warning about that the next attack would be in Copenhagen, Denmark on the 9th of April. But instead they took Stockholm or I was wrong, I don't know. But uh, out of 24 witnesses, that were interviewed on international, uh, in international media, in Sweden, and multiple different uh, TV channels, newspapers, and on. I counted, I got uh, a total of 24. How many do you think were connected to one of these three? Film media, no, sorry, film theater, media, or government? How many would be a natural percentage, you would say? I would say a natural percentage would be like maybe two, three, you know, one was uh, working for TV, another one was a news reporter on his way home. A handful top, you know. Here, I found 21 out of 24 with direct connection to one of these three groups. And I'm, I tell you, if I keep digging when it comes to the last three ones, I will find the connections there as well. And so this is what you have to look out for here. Also, when we look at Charlottesville or wh whatever, check them out and you will see they will have a background with connections to one of these three if it's a staged event but let's go step by step because you said something interesting when you see the connection the marriage the intermarriages between government and 
and people with high positions in these media outlets, CNN, for example, comes to mind. I'm thinking of Operation Mockingbird. You probably heard that, right? 1950s. And before anybody throws tomatoes at us and says, you know, come on, Mel Oli, remove your tinfoil hat, this has been declassified. This is public information. I mean, the information is out there for anybody to find out that this is an attempt to manipulate news media for propaganda purposes. Think of Anderson Cooper. It's proven that he was a CIA-trained person. You have a lot of people inside. I'm just thinking of him and thinking of Wolf Blitzer. I'm thinking about many others that not only work for the CIA, but I'm not going to mention the country, but two words, Zionist supremacists. And before anybody, anybody continues to say, you guys must be anti-Semites because you're only referring to the Zionists. No, people. There are bad people within every community. Most people are good people, but there are a few people on top that happen to belong to that group. And all you have to do is find out who the major CEOs of these companies are, broadcasting, publishing, banking. Look at the government representation that we have here. So your take on that? My take is I don't care who they are, where they are, if they're blue, black, white, yellow, Catholics, uh, from the Jewish state, Muslims, whatever. I'm looking for criminals. I want them exactly. to stop messing with us. So I, I don't care. But when you look into this, the, it is incredible. I mean, the percentage is skyrocketing high above everything else when it comes to people that are connected to this group that you avoid mentioning. And it's very unfortunate because, as you know, Voltaire said, if you, what if it, uh, uh, if you want to know who's in charge, go ahead. To find out, to find out who controls you, find out who you're not allowed to criticize. criticize. I love it. I love it. It's like I was standing, I was giving uh, a speech in in Berlin, uh, where I I was talking. It's like this: in Germany, you are not allowed to even discuss the Holocaust. If you question the Holocaust, you will be put to prison. It's a crime. And it's a crime. And uh, and people are being put away. Uh, there was this 89-year-old, uh, 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 I think she's a former professor, she yeah. was put away because she just said, I, it doesn't match up. It just doesn't match up. I don't get it. The numbers are totally wrong. Boom, she went into jail. So I was in Berlin, and I said, I started talking about this and I said, isn't it strange that here we have Germany, who is the only country or members from Germany were the only ones that were allowed to be tried for war crimes. And here Germany has been carrying the guilt of this horrific crime of the killing of at least six million Jews during this war. And many of them in these alleged uh, concentration camps and so on. So isn't it strange that the, the country that is accused of having doing it will put people in jail for questioning their crime? Wouldn't it be that Germany would be sort of supporting people that would say, listen, we know that maybe you're, what you're being accused of isn't true. But the thing is, Germany isn't a free country. It looks like it, but it's a total American army base controlled by other forces as well. 
and uh, this is it's been very interesting i've done a lot of uh, uh, talks around here in europe and on several of them there's been before i've been one of multiple uh, speakers and some of these speakers have been talking about 9-11 with israel's involvement uh, some other people have also pointed out israel's involvement i have also po pointed out uh, major question marks around the Holocaust and so on. Not because I'm, I hate Jews or anything like that. I don't even know Jew, any Jews as far as I know, maybe one or two, but I certainly don't hate them. I am just trying to find out the truth, what happened, because so much has been built on these either truths or lies. And at the conference in Berlin, uh, no, sorry, in, in these different locations in Europe, when we were coming there to to be at a conference, there would be started a whole campaign in media in Holland, especially saying here Holocaust deniers and uh, and uh, uh, racists uh, they are coming here. We have to stop that. The thing was, we came in absolute peace, love, compassion. The whole shebang. We were only there to present the truth, as far as we said, and. We were there being met by police and they, they forced the, the organizers to change location. And, you know, the police were armed where, where we were supposed to meet. And it was just ridiculous. And then when the police came in, they were expecting to find, you know, like a KKK or something like that. They found us and, and we just come in, have a coffee. And within two minutes, they thought, my God, these are great guys. So they were sitting down and we were, you know, enjoying ourselves. It was a total propaganda thing, but it showed the ugly face that is right underneath the surface of these uh, countries. Very sad to say it. And uh, the, we were walking around in Holland and everything is just so perfect and, you know, neat and cute and so And there, this very, very ugly face came up and really tried to, to stop it in any way or form. And two talks I gave in, in Holland, there were police vehicles circling the, the building and people, I didn't hear it, but the people in the audience said that there was this very high pitch, like digital sound. And then afterwards, even though we had uh, two different recording systems, cameras with uh, recorders for the sound, the sound was deleted. The, the digital sound was gone. Two occasions. So, uh, Somebody said, uh, you know, this is not the new, new world order. This is the nice world order. Everything looks so perfect on the surface, but as soon as you start scratching, it will hit back and show its very ugly face. And let me just say this. I have plenty of friends who are Jewish. I have families, members who are Jewish, and even listeners, paid subscribers who write to me all the time. So they know exactly where I stand. But I have it to tell you, speaking of Germany, Ole, I don't know if you know who Richard, Dr. Richard Sauter is, but he was a, you know, a, a veteran of this program. He basically almost disappeared. He was beat up so badly that he had to spend months in hospital in Ecuador. He was in hiding because he talked about all these subjects, underground bases and this and that. And he told me during the last interview, and I'll read it to you guys, this is something I've shared before, but it, it, it's worth reminding. He said, quote, two days prior to the enactment of the German Constitution on 23 May 1949, 
a secret treaty, and I don't speak German, Geheimer Staatsverstrag was signed, which gave complete Allied control over electronic and print media, film, culture, and education until the year 2099, unquote. So you keep a few generations brainwashed only for 150 years, and no one will ever remember what really happened. A very clever plan. And by the way, I hate any type of genocide. I don't care what color, religion, ethnic group, I don't care. But if we're always mentioning this in the history books, why is it that we don't mention the 100 million killed in the Soviet Union by Lenin, by Stalin? Why? You have Mao as well. I and Mao Zedong too, uh, correct. Yeah, Mao Zedong. And and the rest of them. Yeah, the red chimeras. And, I mean, but here we're talking about something totally different. And once you start studying the numbers of the alleged Holocaust, I have to say the alleged, I've done, I've done uh, uh, several two-hour uh, interviews where I've gone into extreme details about the Holocaust. And just as, as an investigator, just looking at it as, as a crime investigator, at a crime site, does it match up? It does not at all. I mean, there's, it's so totally out of proportions. So the way I see it, I love the truth. I cherish the truth because the truth doesn't, it doesn't fear any investigation. It stands on its own and you don't have to do anything. It just is. But when you look into conspiracies, it is covered with really smelly, rotting lies and, and deceit and backstabbing and people are getting totally paranoid because maybe somebody's uh, going to blow a whistle or, or, you know, so there's all of these horrific things. So I tell you, why should we not be allowed to question anything? I mean, if there's nothing to question, we won't find anything. Do you think this is why... Do you think this is why, sorry for interrupting you, but do you think this is why here in the United States now they're questioning our First Amendment? They're saying it's not, it should not be free speech for everything. If it's hate speech, are they trying to introduce a law that says if you talk about what you're saying and others, you may be prosecuted and put in jail? It's not what I'm suggesting. This is what we're seeing in multiple countries here in, in Europe. They're trying to, they're trying to, you know, like anything, it's the same with YouTube now and Google as well. I don't know. Uh, if hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, because I was going to talk about that when we came back from the break, what you just said about YouTube. I have very serious information to discuss with you and the, the audience. Uh, one of my colleagues that interviewed me a few days ago, he's going through the same thing. But let's wait because we have to break this segment a lot more when we come back with Oli Damagord. Oli, how come people learn more about your work my website is light on conspiracies light on because that is really what i try to do spread the light just aim the light right at these into the darkest of the dark corners of the belly of the beast totally non-violent totally peaceful totally fearless but expose it and let the truth do the job that is what i try to do uh i've got multiple books on Amazon. I've got, uh, if somebody wants to, to support me, I'm a one-man band. I'm not financed by anyone or this is not a job that gives an income. 
but uh, I have a family, so if anybody would like to support me, it's uh, through donations. I've got uh, Patreon as well, uh, newsletter, membership, and so on on my website. I've also recently started uh, a podcast on my own called Light on Conspiracies, where I interview incredible people from around the world, famous people, very, very skilled people, also people that normally don't have a voice, so I, I'm trying to create a platform where I will uh, give them a chance as well. All right. Um, thank, thank you guys for your patience. That was really long. That was over an hour. But I thought it was important enough because so many of these life-changing events happen in the world, and when they happen, many of us are not – sure what to believe. So I thought that he gave some really good information on identifying um, a false, well, identifying whether or not something is a false flag. And when, when these events happen, that's just what needs to happen. We need to decide for ourselves. It's an individual decision whether you believe or not it's a false flag. And it's important because we trust our government. We trust the news, which many TIs don't anymore. But just speaking of the population in general, we were taught to, to trust these uh, authority figures in the news and, and all of that. So um, I thought that he broke it down very well. If you have any comments, if anything stood out for you, um, please start aiding and let us know how you feel. He said a lot of things. He um, And I did put the link in the, in the uh, chat room. And again, let's see, let me give you his name and everything. His name was Ole Damigard, O-L-E-D-A-M-M-E-G-A-R-D. His website is lightonconspiracies.com. He also has a podcast by the same name. He didn't say how you can listen to the podcast, but I'm sure it's probably on YouTube. Um, The person who hosted him, because he was a guest on the show. That's called Veritas Radio, V-E-R-I-T-A-S. And, again, Hart sent that to me. Um, so thank you, Hart, because I've really got a lot, a lot out of that, um, especially when he talked about the crisis actors, which I had heard that before, how um, many of these these people are uh, are, are actors and actresses, and many of them went to acting school, and um, they're actually um, agencies set up that, that hire these people. In the beginning of that podcast, he read off um, an email that he had received from a guy who said he answered a um, an ad on Craigslist. That was looking for people to uh, to to uh, to go to a um, a rally, a white supremacist uh, rally, and to stir up trouble for the white supremacists and for Donald Trump. So um, these these websites that he gave, they can actually be found on the internet. One is called Crowds on Demand. I have actually heard of them before. They host celebrity events with all actors, um, protests and rallies, corporate events, 
philanthropy type of things or whatever you need, they can provide, okay? That's pretty scary because you really don't know who's who. And then the other one who the guy, uh, Oli, said that he believes they use even more, This uh, the first one, the crowds on demand, they're, I believe they're uh, United States only, but this other one is worldwide, and they're called Crisis Cloud. Okay, and you can look them up on the Internet. They they even show um, a little video of what they do, and they they provide everything. And like he said, it's like a – it's like a, a stage set for a movie. They roll out everything you need, all the vehicles, all the actors. It doesn't matter what you need. The pyrotechnics, they provide it. I know that there are videos, especially like with Sandy Hook when all that was going on, um, and then I forget what major event happened uh, shortly after Sandy Hook, but there are videos pointing out this is the same lady who was, supposedly a victim of this other large um, catastrophe. So you never know what's real. So I just thought it was it was uh, good to, to hear him uh, to give some advice on how we can just try to figure it out for ourselves. He says that the government will always create the problem and uh, wait for the reaction from the people and and then come up with a solution. And their solution is usually more control for them and less freedom for us in the way of uh, more surveillance cameras, um, closed captioning, TV, um, and eventually like martial law, which have, had been declared in some of the other stuff that, that has happened in this world. Um, he says that all of this is just really a, a psyop, just to keep us in fear at all times and used to destabilize, destabilize, excuse me, the people. Um, but he did say, and I like the fact that he did say that not everyone is involved. He does not believe that everyone is involved. He says there's usually, which I had come to the same conclusion for myself, there's usually an, an inner circle. Um, he said most of the time when you see things on the news, the 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 witness, and the anchor person is usually in on it. And he said a lot of times it's color-coded. They're, they're color-coded to let others who are in the know, because according to him, this is like a worldwide thing, um, different countries all working together towards this New World Order agenda. And he says, so the people who know that these things are inside jobs, they will know when they see this color-coding and all of this kind of stuff, they will know. Um, and I think he said it was like pink and purple for, for Europe. He said he was not sure why they chose those colors, but a lot of times they wear like the pink and purple, and it kind of lets them know that it's an inside job. And he said another reason they they want um, the people in the know to identify when it's an inside job so that they won't interfere. And he said that's why they they have the police to stand down at a lot of these riots and things that we see. He said they'll have them to just secure the outer borders, but they basically have them in stand-down mode. And he said that's usually a special unit of the police department, the unit that knows about this. They know not to interfere because, really, they want this riot to happen or they want whatever's happening to happen. So the people who are the um, authorities that are on the scene 
they're usually with the inner circle who knows what's going on. So I just thought it was interesting. To me, it rang true. I know some people, you know, don't even believe this kind of stuff happened, and I didn't either at one time. But I, I, I believe now I believe a lot more of this stuff really is orchestrated. So start eight. We have about 15 or 20 minutes. Um, start eight if anything stood out for you or if you would like to comment. Hello. Hey, Renata, man. I had told y'all that uh, last year that how this stuff was going, man. You remember that conversation me and you had before about yeah. all this stuff? About yeah. Even about that, that thing on Easter by uh, Steve Stevens, the kid of that fake old man. And uh, uh-huh. I told and that thing in Orlando where, where uh, they, they shot up the, uh, the little gay nightclub and they was taking people to the event instead of uh, taking them away from them. Okay, all this stuff is stages. Like I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm gonna go back in time. Okay, how they really started this stuff. Remember, uh, you used to look at the old cowboy movies when they do something and blame it on the Indian, and then they go kill up all the Indian, right? Right. Huh? Okay, that's how they were doing. It. And now you fast forward to what's going to happen now is, okay, uh, this dude Albert Pike. Okay, he's a mason that came up with all this. He gonna come up with the Third World War. They gonna blame it on Islam. See. That's the whole deal now. That's what they do. I'm blaming everything on Islam so they can uh, 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 take up them country. They're doing it in Syria, too. What they say in the president of Syria uh, are gassing his folk. Okay, now I'm going to bring it in right here in the United States of America. Okay, what they're going to do, and they're doing it now, to get people to get them ID chips, all right? They're going, they're going, they're doing it now. Remember, they you say all these children missing, they're kidnapping children, right? Okay? And so what they're going to do is, that's to create the problem. Okay, the reaction is, people, oh, they're kidding, the children missing, we can't find, and old people missing. So the reaction, something got to be done. Okay, what they, what they want to do is, put them ID chips and cheering at people. There it go right there. That's how the game's going to play. All right, so y'all just stay woke. And, and just remember what he said. Like I told you, they create the problem, they get the reaction, to come up with a solution. Even that thing in Fort Lauderdale where they shot up on the airport right after two weeks I had left from dying there. And I told them, airport, hey, all right, y'all messing with me particularly. It's something they couldn't have an event down here and, and show us uh, is who I am. Two weeks after I left from dying there, that's when they had the event. Okay? And then check this out. I was down there last month, the same, uh, 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 BSO sheriff lady, it, I was in the, in the mix again because somebody uh, in front of me, he got out of the taxi cab. He took the cab from Miami to Fort Lauderdale, and then he didn't want to pay the cab driver. And so that was right in front of me. The guy right in front of me, they argued and fighting right in front of me. And the, and the same sheriff lady, I say, remember me? I say, ma'am, I'm not involved in none of this, but I always be uh, in uh Somewhere around. That's where God be showing me stuff was going on, man. It's fun to be alive. So y'all just stay woke and same thing. They gonna uh they gonna blame something, uh shut down the power over here and blame on that little Korean guy, watch. And say he did something. This is shut down the grid to get everybody scared. So you can't be fearful. That's the whole game side art plan. They always find the boogie man, create the problem, come get y'all reaction, get everybody scared. Then they come with, okay, same thing with this Russian hacking. Okay, 
they the uh, they gonna say Russia hacked something and then we can't get the money out of the bank. There it is. That's that's the solution. And then uh, one more th- one more thing about this hurricane. All right, the Department of Homeland Security is running the help program, and they want to get all uh from Texas all the way to Florida. They want to make that a giant oil well, so they want to get the people out of there. Okay, so all everything is uh, like God showing me everything. It show that to y'all too. So we got the magic glasses on, and you got them on too. And once God put the magic glasses on you, you can't take them off. You're going to see all kind of stuff. Now, everybody on this call, and it's a beautiful time to be alive, man, because this stuff coming to an end. So we people, everybody people in the game now, man. So it's, you just can't fall for none of this stuff. Don't believe nothing you see and have the crap you hear. And that's all how they're going to that's how they gonna run the boot game. Y'all stay woke, man. Watch, keep an eye on your children and your old people. So they gonna snatch them and get them body parts to get everybody scared. So and same thing with this medical thing too. Everybody want this healthcare. The, the drawback on that, they want you get that chip so you can go to the doctor. See, create the problem, you get the reaction, to come up with a solution. There you go. Every time, as always, remember that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Peace and blessings, other people. Peace and blessings. Thank you. Yeah. I thought it was um, interesting how he said that how they push their agenda so subtly on the news through these crisis actors and these newscasters who, by the way, he said most of them are connected to someone in government, either they're married to them, they used to work for them. He said the news people and the government people, they're, they're usually connected in some kind of way. He also said Anderson Cooper, CIA, and Wolf Blitzer, which I was really surprised at that, but, you know, I, I guess. It's possible. Had never heard that. Um, but the the point I'm trying to make is that he um, also said they pushed their agenda really subtle through these fake witnesses who he says is involved with the newscaster. Like the newscaster knows that they're fake and they know that they're fake. But he said, um, I think he gave an example of 9/11, and he and and the person said, yes, the the, the the Twin Towers went down, and there was this explosion, and yada, yada, yada. And this is why everybody needs to be microchips. And he said he was like, what does microchipping have to do with these towers coming down? So that's how they subtly put these thoughts in our minds. And they create such um, havoc that we start to demand, oh, yeah, we need, some, we, we need more security. I even heard someone say that. I forget what the situation was. It was somewhere in public, and and people were discussing, I forget what was going on at that time, but I remember hearing the person say, um, yeah, we, we need more um, security cameras. They need cameras everywhere. We just need cameras everywhere. You know, so we start to demand these things because they pose it like it's for our own safety. It's for our own good. When really most of this stuff was orchestrated. So start eight if you have a comment. We have about 10 minutes left. Hi, Lauren. Oh, yeah. Hi, Renata. Um, I like the the video, listening to it, and uh, I believe uh, a lot of this is orchestrated. And when he said that that same group now that mainly employs these crisis actors uh, with the sets and everything in our country, it brought back memories to my initial, me and my sister's targeting in Los Angeles, that she even said it after the second week, this feels like a movie set. So I'm wondering if these people are also employed in our gang stalking in some areas because the way it was orchestrated, very 
theatrical kind of. Well, I would think so. I really would think so, Lauren, because they're um, the first one, the one that is unique to the United States, is called Crowds on Demand. So they can they can provide any kind of actor. I mean, think of the street theater that happens with our um, targeting. It's very theatrical. Yeah, extremely theatrical. Yeah, very so theatrical. Would... That's that's what brought us. Said, wait a minute. That's how my our targeting first started in Los Angeles. Very the, theatrical. The characters you could tell they were using, even if it was walkers or canes, you could tell they could really walk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and a lot of these perpetrators who go around following and harassing us, they are um, very much in character. I mean, just think about it. They tell them, I want you to do this, I want you to do that. So they're playing a little role for that moment that they're yes, harassing they us. So, yes, I, I would definitely believe that these people are aspiring actors, some of them, I mean, not all of them, but some of them may be aspiring actors and actresses, absolutely, especially in the Los Angeles area. Oh, yeah, it was really over the top. It really was laughable, actually. I've never seen it that uh, put on that cheesy anywhere else, honestly. But I know you have a lot of people. And, Renata, I hope you can join me at uh, 7. We're going to be talking about the end times, if you can. Okay. Okay. Um, 7, my time or yours? Um, it would be um, 7 p.m. Eastern time. That would be uh, 4 o'clock Pacific yeah. Standard Time. I'm on Talk Show, everyone. And I hope you guys can join. It's one four four seven seven one. Thank you. Okay, uh, wait, 114771. Uh, well, uh, what, uh, it's actually 144771. Oh, okay, 144771. Four, okay, I'm going to listen, but I'll be out and about, so I probably won't speak, but I will listen. Oh, great. Everyone, please join in. We're moving progress. Thank you, Renata. Okay, thank you. Okay, any comments? Star 8. Have any comments? Okay, so I guess you guys don't have any more comments, but um, I really hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, go back and listen to it if you can, because he he really gave some good information, and it's so important that we don't go for these psyops because it's just one psyop after another. You know, it comes to mind how I've heard that uh, there will come a time where they will do these, um, what do you call those things, holograms in the sky to um, – to, uh, trick people into believing that it's the second coming of Christ and these kind of things. So that's why we want to be in tune to this kind of stuff and just decide what we believe. What one person believes, the other may not believe, and that's fine. But just know what you do believe so that you won't fall for a hologram in the sky that says, this is Jesus and I want you to do this or that. You know what I'm saying? We have to know who we trust and who we don't because it's really kind of a fine line these days, especially when you're targeted. So um, anyway, that's all I wanted to say with that. He he made some really, really, really interesting points about how the, how this, most of these attacks are orchestrated. And um, I thought it was interesting that he said that all of these countries are working together towards a new world order. And that's not too hard for me to believe. I don't know about you guys, but I can I can sort of believe it. I can sort of believe it. He talked about how all these countries together, they have their secret codes for the people in the know and, again, how the clothes are color-coordinated. He even talked about at the Manchester 
um, a memorial concert that um, Ariana Grande threw after all of this stuff happened at her concert and these people died and he said how all the balloons were a certain color, the people wore a certain color, the newscasters had a certain color. When they when they talked about it in the news, their background was all coordinated. And and, and so people who watching that who know about this stuff, they, they know, oh, okay, this is this is us doing this. You know, so we just have to just just know um and get a good understanding of all this stuff. Okay? So let me see. I wrote down. I'm going to give you guys the name of this in case you want to go back and watch it. It's called uh, Do You Know How to Identify a False Flag? And it's posted on YouTube by Veritas Radio. And the person who spoke, his name was Ole or Ale, um, O-L-E, and his last name is D-A-M-M-E-G-A-R-D. His website is lightonconspiracies, I-E-S at the end, dot com. And he also has a podcast with that same name, okay? Oh, here's some other people I want to speak. Hello, Connecticut. Yes, hi. I was just wondering, what what number is Lauren called? What what was your question about Lauren's call? Oh, what what's her room number? I always get it mixed up. Okay, it's going to be 4 p.m. Pacific Standard, which is 7 Eastern, and her ID is 144771. Okay. Okay. And that recording was something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Okay, I'll put you on hold. Okay, sure. Hello, Georgia. Hey, 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 Renata, one more thing, man. I saw uh, an advertisement, check this out, for a crowd for black people to be at a Trump rally to support Trump. They was gonna, they wanted to pay some black people to be behind, standing behind Trump, man. So everything See, is it's probably this. It's probably one of these same agencies. Yeah, it sure is. It's exactly mm-hmm. right. And see, and then I saw that thing in Charlottesville where they had uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, Nazis. They was on the same bus with a T-shirt. Wow. On the same bus. On the same bus. So everything is staged. That's all I wanted to add, man. Y'all stay woke, man. But uh, just oh, oh, one more thing. Uh, y'all be careful going out in the crowds, man, right about now anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't know yeah. if you were going to be in the middle of a psyop thing. That's why every time I go to the airport, I, like I told you that incident, it just happened to me two weeks ago. I'm thinking I'm in the middle of some kind of doggone uh, stage event. Mm-hmm. Where, the guy get, where the guy get out the cab and run in front of me, get in line, he didn't pay the cab driver, and they arguing, man. And I'm in the middle of, I'm thinking I'm in the middle of some kind of psyop stage event right there. It was like, wow, man. Just, y'all just be cool. Keep your head on the swivel and try not to stay out in, in crowds, man. Stay from, away from stadiums, concerts. And uh, if you don't, I ride a train to work every day. I have to keep my head on the swivel on that. But anyway, mm-hmm. y'all be cool, man. I love y'all. I let somebody talk. Okay. Thank you. Now, I think I don't think anyone else wants to speak, but um, I I saw one of these websites a while ago. It was I don't know if it was exactly one of these, but it was similar. And they talked about how they can stage any event that 
that you wanted them to stage, but it also said if you want to find a way to break up with your girlfriend or your spouse or whatever, then we can we can stage that for you as well. We can put you with somebody and make sure they see it and just all this stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? And it's right there in San Francisco. I'm like, what? <sighs> what is this world coming to? It's crazy. It is really crazy. All right, you guys. Well, um, have a blessed week. We did have a challenge last week. Let me see what it was. If you did the challenge, start eight. Let's see. I remember the quote of the day from Albert Einstein was, in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. I believe that. I really do. You have to look for it, though. You have to look for that opportunity if you want to grow. Uh, let's see. Okay, so what's good? We have our little segment where you can say what's good in your life. Um, because we could talk about negative stuff all day. It's really good to to bring the positive to the forefront. Uh, what's good for me is that I got some rest yesterday, and tomorrow's a holiday, so I don't have to go to work. And I'm taking Tuesday off, so that's a long weekend for me. That's what's good. If you want to share something that is good in your life, start eight, and I will unmute you. There's some good there. Unfortunately, we have to search for it. (laughs) We have to think real hard. We shouldn't have to. The good should be at the forefront of our life. The Bible tells us to think on the things that's good, think on the things that's beautiful, think on the things that are of good report. That's how we keep our minds clear. Think on those good things. Okay, so last week's challenge was to find ways to encourage yourself. Did anyone do that? That was our group challenge for last week, to find ways to encourage yourself when you need encouragement. We all need encouragement sometimes. Uh, More often than not, when you're going through the stuff we go through, so uh, hopefully... If you didn't do the challenge, you will put some thought into ways to challenge yourself when you need it. It has to be some, sometimes it's some, uh, excuse me, not to challenge yourself, to encourage yourself when needed. Sometimes it has to be some real quick encouragement. You have to think on your feet. So try to think of some things when you need to. Okay, so this week's group challenge, which is always good to do it in groups. You know you're not alone. Other people are are working towards the same goal. Um, is think of someone that you need to forgive, and forgive them in your mind, even if you don't call them or go over to their house, or even if you're not in touch with them, have no idea how to get in touch with them. Just think of how to forgive them. I was thinking of that earlier this week, so I thought I would make that a challenge. Um, I've had personally, I've had to do a lot of forgiving, lots of forgiving, especially when I was younger. Um, and it felt good to release it. It felt it felt really good to just release it, just give it to God, uh, not carry that around. Uh, forgiveness is for yourself. It's not for the other person. The other person is somewhere enjoying their life probably or somewhere being miserable or whatever, okay, victimizing someone else or whatever they do. Um, but to forgive means you're letting it go, okay? You don't even have to tell the person, but you're letting it go in your heart. You're giving it to God. 
um, and you will see how much better you feel once you are able to do that. So think of who, whoever it is, a, a parent, a sibling, a ex-spouse, a current spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, children, whoever, whatever, their perpetrators, whatever. Um, ask God to help you to lift that heavy burden because it is a heavy burden. I, I, I've walked around a very bitter young lady in my teens and 20s. Very, very, very bitter because I was holding on to a lot of unforgiveness. But I learned to release that, and I feel much better, and I'm able to go on with my life. So uh, that's our challenge this week, just to kind of identify and just, just put some thought into it. Even if you're not ready to, just entertain the idea of forgiving. That'll be one less thing you have to worry about. I love that song by Erica Badu. It's called Bag Lady. You guys can listen to that on YouTube. It's real powerful if you really listen to the lyrics. And there's another one by Eric Benet, and it's called Lifetime. It's an old song, but I love it. And it says, work it all out this lifetime. And that's 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 the plan. That's my plan, to just work it all out, work all that mental stuff out, all that stuff that's been holding me down and just wreaking reef, havoc in my life. I don't need it. And Erica Badu's song, she said, you're going to hurt your back carrying all those bags like that. And it's true. You don't have to carry unforgiveness around. That is that person still present in your life from way back when, from 20, 30, 50 years ago. They are still present in your life every single day. When you are thinking about them, you are holding grudges against them, you are plotting what you're going to do to them, you are damning them to hell, <laughs> which means you're giving them your thoughts and your energy, they are still sitting right next to you in your living room. You don't need that. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And trust God that vengeance is his and he will repay. What goes around comes around. Whatever they did to you is called karma. They will get it back. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let it go. Let it go so that you can be free to live your life void of any of their drama that they're trying to put on you. They're still controlling you. If you walk around hating somebody, even if you don't feel hate but angry, they're still getting part of your thoughts. you still talking about them like it was yesterday when really it was 50 years ago. They are controlling you. Our goal as targeted people is to not be controlled. That's why many of us are in this program, because we are not easy to control. We march to the drum of our own beat. Is that how it goes? March to the drum of our Okay, whatever. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm trying to say. I think I said it right. Anyway. We do what we want to do. We take charge of our lives. We don't allow anybody to take charge of our lives. And part of that is releasing the anger that is associated with holding grudges. I don't need it. I decided I, I just don't want to live like that anymore. I just don't want to be this angry. I spent a lot of years just mad at the world. When really it was those people that did things to me. It wasn't the whole world. 
even with this targeting. It's not the whole world. It feels like the whole world, but it's not. It's not, you know. So I just don't want to live like that anymore. I don't. Even with these everyday perpetrators who do what they do, I just don't. I don't. I didn't like the way that felt. That was very, very negative, and I'm trying to create the feelings in me that I want to feel, which is good. I want to feel good, and I'm determined that I'm going to feel good no matter what's happening around me. So part of that was to let a lot of it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. They did what they did. It happened. It's over. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. I didn't approve of it. I still don't approve of it. But there is nothing I can do to change the past. The past has already happened. That person has to live with that with but those people have to live with their miserable selves for the things that they done to me, many of it as a child, an innocent child. Uh, so I just decided to let it go. I, just, I have to let it go. And a lot of that I did through therapy in my younger years before I knew anything about this targeting. So I would suggest that if you feel like you need therapy, then get therapy to be able to release some of this you don't have to talk about targeting. You could talk about that particular instance. Have a watchful eye because we know how they do target. So just have a watchful eye on that situation. If they want to talk about other things in your life, just keep bringing them back to what you're there for. But I'm telling you, it helps. I, I personally, I believe in therapy. I wish I could find a good therapist right now. I, I would be sitting in their office. But um, I don't think I will at this point in my life. I think I'm okay right now because you guys are my therapy. <laughs> but if you need it, get it so that you can release it, let go, and let God. Let God do his work in you. He is going to be really challenging if you don't let this stuff go. It's time to let it go. Whatever it is, I don't know who I'm talking to, whatever it is, it's time to release it. It is time. Do the work it takes. That's holding you back. That's holding you back from from who you truly are, whatever it is. It could have been a parent. I've been through that kind of stuff, too. It could have been siblings. It could have been an ex. It could have been a coworker. You could have felt like you were cheated out of a job. You could have lost all of your worldly possessions. I know people who lost all their assets. Uh, You could have lost everything due to this targeting. We were all put in this program. That don't feel good. A lot of people are very angry about that. People are angry about who they think put them in the program, which really you could be totally wrong on that. You could have totally missed the mark, see, because that's another one of their little psyops. They'll have you thinking it's somebody, but it's really not. Maybe it was. I don't know, because I don't know everybody's situation, but maybe it wasn't. And we don't even need to spend too much energy on that anyway, because the point is we're already in it, and we need to figure out how to get out of it. But don't hold it. Whatever it is that's holding you back, the Bible calls a stronghold. Release them. Release them to God. Ask them to help you. Lord, it's a struggle to forgive my enemies. It's a struggle to turn the other cheek. I know the word says turn the other cheek, but I'm going to tell you, that's not an easy thing to do, and the Lord knows that. So talk to him about it. Ask him to help you, and that's our challenge for this week, to just work on who we need to forgive. At least at least make a mental list in your mind of who it is who you need to forgive. And I'm going to do the same. I still have some people I need to forgive. 
Sometimes I think I forgave them, but then things will come up again. So, you know, I'm going to work on that too, okay? So let's just let's just make it a, a group effort, okay? We need to forgive. We, we need to take every piece of energy we have. See, that's, that's energy. They're renting space in your head. When you sit up here mad at people, they're renting space in your head. We need all of our head space to get us through this experience that we're having. We do. I do. I, I don't have any energy to give away. The little bit of energy I have, I, I use that energy to drag myself to where I need to go because I'm always tired and sleepy and all of that. I don't have energy. I don't have any mental mental energy in what I do have. I want to allocate it the way I want to allocate it. I don't want to be bogged down with these negative thoughts about people and situations. I want to use my mental agility to allot it the way I want to. I want to spend it on my life, my family, my hobbies, whatever I want to do. Okay? And and you should too. Don't don't give them your energy. Don't don't let them control another day of your life. Okay? So that's the goal this week. Our group challenge is again to Figure out who we need to forgive and just start the process. Look up articles. There's wonderful articles out there from psychiatrists that tell you how to start the process of forgiving. I believe it starts with prayer. That's for me. I believe it starts with prayer, okay? So we'll talk about that more next week. Hi, James. Yes, hi, Renata. How are you? Oh, it's... um... Okay, today um, we're having a problem with the uh, electronic harassment, but Uh-oh. it's a little bit today. Yeah, um, the uh, neighbors have all, I, I think, have all taken big ticket items and or money, and um, they're, they've taken dues into their houses. So, um, yeah, we I've been trying to make up uh, flyers. And I, I've had some success, so I'll put those out for the rest of the people later. Actually, most of it is uh, Eric Carlstrom and Dr. Uh, Dr. Horton and Karen um, Milton Stewart. So yeah. I have to thank them for that. But uh, was I supposed to talk about or say something about the question of the week or day? Yes, go right ahead, James. And you'll be the last one. We're going to um, close after you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I think there are false flag operations, I definitely. And they are put on by the FBI and probably in conjunction with um, InfraGuard. You know, mm-hmm. the, and local yeah. governments as well. I believe the local governments are involved as well. Yes, that's right. They probably get... Um, Grants from the Homeland Insecurity, and uh, one thing I wanted, yeah, one thing I wanted to mention was um, some good things have been happening. To uh, let's see, what was that? Um, yeah, some some a question has come up about uh, can DNA be used to target people and uh, and um, can people see with vision remotely through the eye? And um, there was uh, some other things. 
But do you, what do you think about that, Renata? Do you think that uh, that's true? Can DNA be targeted, used to target uh, a person, and can people people see remotely through your eyes, like the you know torturers or similar? Okay, as you were saying that, I was trying to remember what I read recently about both. Ironically, I just read something recently about. <laughs> It was oh, a target, but it was some kind of way they were using DNA, and I can't remember. And mm-hmm. then about the scene through the eyes. Well, I, I do remember years ago reading something about how a device was made, and I want to say by the Russians, but I might be wrong. Um, and a device was made, and it was put in like the cochleus or something of a cat. Mm-hmm. And they well, were cochlear is a, is in the ear, but okay. What retina? Excuse me, I'm in the retina. Um, yeah, and the, ret- and the retina are something of a cat. Did you ever hear about that or read that? Well, I'm sure I didn't. Not that particular thing, but for the eyes, I did. Now uh, I found um, this. This helped me out. It actually helped us all out. I found. Um, a uh, research that the University of, uh, of uh, let's see, California at Berkeley did in 2009 to, uh, you know, this is kind of like too bad because they they uh, operated on a cat, and but they gave it vision, and they this was a, this was an experiment to prove something, to prove that you could see through the eyes of another animal, and you know, indirectly it proves that people can be uh, have the same thing because they're animals also. So uh, they had set up a, a movie in one room that the cat was in, and in the other room they had a uh, they had a TV that was wired up to the cat's brain, unfortunately, and and um, they were watching the movie through the cat's eyes in, in another room. So that was you know successful, and that was in 2009. And then um, Mr. Henning Witte in Sweden, he's a Swedish lawyer, very nice man. He's, I believe he's targeted, but he, I, I don't think he's ever come out and say that he is, but I think he is. Anyway, he was doing a lot of uh, work to, I had something to do with, he, he was witness to a, um, a ferry boat capsizing and, and all these people drowning. And he was trying to help the people, and they, uh, they, uh, the, uh, his government really didn't want that because they actually did it on purpose, the capsize of the ferry. So he's still working on that, and he found that scalar waves are used in our targeting. And, uh, and he found a man by the name of Dr. Uh, Dr. Constantine Mile, M-Y-L-E, I think, M-Y-L, M-E-Y-L, I think. Okay, excuse me, James. Excuse me one second. I'm going to go ahead and end the call, but you can continue to talk because I'm about to leave the house, so I want to officially end the call. So uh, thank you guys for joining. I hope you guys got something out of that video. There's a part two to that video, so go out on YouTube and listen to it. And uh, you guys have a blessed week, okay? I'm going to end the call. Okay. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.